Well, the big thing I wanted to talk about was, hey, RJ, did you mm-hmm. check out that Twin Peaks? No, no. I've been uh, such a hungover piece of shit. I haven't been able to watch a single thing. Oh, my God. Are you planning on watching uh, Twin Peaks? Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, I'll watch it this week. I just didn't want to watch it when I could barely fucking move because uh, I, I know you might say that's a perfect time, but I wouldn't have had the attention for it. So. Okay. Next week, next week. So well, lay into it, baby. Okay. So uh, as discussed last week as we just talked about uh, Roseanne, the revival mm-hmm. of Roseanne, and I kind of had my spiel. Like I really – I have no connection to that material. I don't care. Um, it's like not my thing. Uh, and then I was like, well, I also have like a lot of mm-hmm. like uh, caution when I go into anything that I'm like, well, I'm invested in this because I've been burned a lot. There's been a lot of series that have been revived, like in Arrested mm-hmm. Development, for instance, that kind of like fell short. Yeah. And I applied that also to Twin Peaks where I was like, man – I don't know what people are getting so excited for. I mean, this is a guy who hasn't made anything in like over 10 years that's like mm-hmm. of substance. And even the last thing he made, I didn't like much at all. That was in the nope. Empire. Um, so I was like, oh man, this, this could be really sad. Uh, so uh, Monday morning, I'm like, well, I got to watch this Twin Peaks because it's going to get spoiled for me somehow because people mm-hmm. on social media have decided that Twin Peaks is like the new big like social media event that everyone has to participate in. And boy, RJ, it's pissing me off. Uh, I'll ha- I have something to say about that too. So, okay. So, uh, I, yeah. Okay. So the thing that's pissing me off about Twin Peaks right now, uh, the whole like uh, new people coming to it and talking about it is this these reviews of people saying it's so fucking weird. It's so fucked up. It's so weird. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what's going on. I love it. And Mm -hmm. this is kind of the way that like any creators talked about that's considered weird, be it a David Lynch or like Grant Morrison is one of those guys that gets fallen to that. And people just go on. Oh man, it's so fucked up. It's so weird. You know, Oh man, Mm -hmm. I got, I should be on drugs while I watch this. That's what people always say. Um, it yeah. always just makes me roll my eyes because I'm like, nah, you don't need, you shouldn't need any of those things. Like those aren't connected at mm-hmm. all. Um, so I've seen a lot of that talking about these like first few episodes of Twin Peaks. I have, at this point, I've only watched the first two episodes, which was like one big episode. Um, right. And I've got three and four lined up because I guess Showtime put them out early online yep. for people to watch them, but yep. they're not airing those ones till next week. I don't know. I, I have no idea how they're broadcasting these. I think they're going to do another, maybe someone said they're going to do two more episodes like back to back. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if that's real or not. But anyway, so I've only watched the first one because at the time I thought it was like the case of like Game of Thrones from back when, when yep. they like, oh, like six episodes all got leaked right when the first one came out and everyone watched six weeks of shows in one mm-hmm. two days and then they had nothing to watch for a month um, mm-hmm. which i think i'm like i just i can i'm patient um so yep. i popped in these twin peaks and yes. i started while i was watching it and then like it end it ends and i was like wait and i'm like holy fuck that was two hours long like i had no idea that it was two episodes i didn't know it nice. was like a two-hour movie i didn't mm-hmm. realize this at all and it just like it blew by I was because I kept thinking like, oh, this episode is going kind of long. <laughs> like I kept mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, it's like it's got to be an hour by now because they just kept going, and I was like, oh, this is great. Oh, and mm-hmm. yeah, I can say it. This with at this point, two episodes in, yeah. it is a return to form for old Dave. Nice. Uh, I'm liking it a lot. It is like. It's him revisiting all his themes and ideas that he's done and like all his other stuff, which is fine. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's 
uh, there's enough kind of like, I don't know, he's getting a lot of stuff that people are going to like want to see off the bat right out of the way. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, cause I, I think of like other shows, like the way that like JJ Abrams would do this. If he were doing mm-hmm. the show, it oh, it would just be so unbearable because he'd be like, well, I'm not going to show you the Red Lodge or Black Lodge until like the ninth episode and just going to get people speculating about it and like, you know, get people mm-hmm. into it. It's like, no, David Lynch just fucking gets it out of the way. He spends almost, yep. I'd say he spends almost too much time there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's like right there. Like everything that you kind of want to know, like what's going on in the world, it's all like answered in the first like bit like fucking right so it's like i thought that was really good uh refreshing mm-hmm. compared to how a lot of filmmakers and television makers would do shows now where they tease things out like breaking mm. bad would do that but i mean breaking bad was just building on its own history so it was fine it wasn't like a sequel series to itself so like they'd be, you'd get payoffs and teases at the beginning no twin peaks just like front loads that and they but they while also setting up mysteries going forward like right. re- a good balancing act, giving fans what they want immediately, uh, telling mm-hmm. the story, getting people up to speed because, hey, guess what? This show hasn't been on the air for 27 years. Um, mm-hmm. So like, I think it was like cool like because watching it, like I haven't rewatched the show in a while. It pretty well like assumes that you've at some point watched it and just says like, oh, yep. hey, remember this, 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 this is what you need to know. Nice. Um, then of course- Sounds like they hit all the right notes, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty on the- I'm pretty excited about what's coming up next. I I, yep. I might wind up watching those next few episodes uh, here pretty soon, because mm-hmm. um, everyone else seems to be watching it. And like I don't know, it's fun to talk about. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I I thought it totally delivered. I'm like really surprised and happy. It reminded me how much I love David Lynch. Um, I realize it's been like at least six years since I watched like kind of the big David Lynch movies. Like I haven't mm-hmm. watched Mahal and Drive, Eraserhead, Blue Velvet, Firewalk with Me for quite a while. Like at least six years since I've been keeping track of stuff on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. Um, like the last three of his movies I've watched were like uh, was like Dune and Wild at Heart, which are all like considered his weakest movies. Um, yeah. Well, if, unless you're including the fucking worst movie ever, Inland Empire. Well, I, I saw that, that five-hour fart. Well, I saw that in like 2007 or 2006. Oh, whenever, okay. whenever it came on DVD, it's, it was that's like ten years well, ago. I, I, I just went. Do do people not consider that his weakest movie? No, it depends on who you ask. I mean, there's like uh, I don't know. I I would like to rewatch Inland Empire, but like I just mm. remember like watching it at the time. I was so disappointed because it just seemed like him doing. Mulholland Drive again, but it's like mm-hmm. longer. It's not as good looking. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just super disappointing and like, and also really long, dull. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I just, mm-hmm. maybe watching it again, I'll have a different view on it, but I don't know. Uh, but like I, I said, but, but all the iconic movies I haven't watched in years, so I really need to okay. do that because um, he is the best. And like, I, I watching it, I was like reminded, I'm like, oh yeah, there's like this like whole period of time where like there was people making David Lynch knockoff everything. Like everybody was trying to make a Twin Peaks like TV show, like where Twin Peaks was like a default way of describing things for like mm-hmm. for 15 20 years like anytime a quirky it's, offbeat show shot in the mountains came out it's like it's like twin peaks it's like twin peaks there was like that they what, still do that now because that of course they do. show riverdale riverdale yeah that's described as twin peaks oh yeah 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 absolutely yeah. that was like and it's funny do. because um shelly is, is it she's archie's mom or something in sure. 
or I can't remember. So I think Molly Ringwald is. Okay. Who? I heard well, that she, she, It doesn't matter. Anyway, so Shelly is somebody's mom yeah. in Archie. I don't know. She's probably mm. fucking Jughead in that show the way I've heard, from what I've heard of how they handle stuff. But anyways, yeah. we're not yeah. talking about Archie. Okay. We're, we're talking talk, about Twin Peaks, we're talk, baby. And, and we're not, and talking about David Lynch. I love David yeah. Lynch. He's he's great. Um, mm. uh, he, he inspires people. Um, unfortunately, they make, kind of not so good at things being inspired by what they think his make his movies his stories interesting but like i don't know mm-hmm. he goes back time and time again to themes that interest him and like the people visually that like interest him and just to tell a story uh there's like well, there's nothing like terribly new going on in this show it's like mm-hmm. everything he he's interested in again which is good though it feels different and it's in the universe that i think people are really invested in um Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, so far, so good. Uh, there's one thing that I wasn't, like, I didn't think of until, so I watched, uh, one of the other things I watched the last couple of days was I watched the, it's like The Missing Pieces, which mm-hmm. is a hour and a half compilation of deleted scenes from Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. That's on the, mm-hmm. um, the in, in the Blu-ray set for the television show that has the movie and it has this feature, which I had never watched before. Um and all it is, is it's just deleted scenes kind of all edited together to make a movie. Um, it's not sure. a, it's not like a good movie. It's just watching deleted scenes. But it's like kind of cool to see more footage from that world. And you get to see these characters you didn't get to see in Firewalk With Me. But, I mean, all those scenes basically show that t- Firewalk With Me is like so fucking good. Um, it's like so well edited and put together. The, the idea of just making a story about Laura Palmer for the second half and like not trying to like check mark stuff with all the uh, Twin Peaks characters and whatnot. They didn't need to do any of that. It's like mm-hmm. it's still such a fantastic uh, horror movie on its own. Uh, and then I was like, oh fuck, it's Michael Anderson, uh, everyone's favorite, uh, dancing dwarf from the, uh, the red room. And, oh. and I was like, yeah. and so I was like, wait, oh, fuck, why isn't he in the show again? And then I remembered there was like a weird falling out that he had with David Lynch very publicly <laughs> online. Um, and so I had to look this up again and I'm yeah. like, oh, right. That time that he posted this like passive aggressive, weird post about like, David Lynch di- didn't uh, threaten to have his daughter killed and hasn't banned her or blackmailed her from talking about him. And he didn't have his best friend murdered. And he didn't, it's like this, like this weird post that like, yeah. so fucked up. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that's why he's not in the show. And I'm like, oh, you fucking stupid bastard. And apparently it had a lot to do with like him just wanting more money than Showtime was willing to pay him to come back. Cause everyone oh, else kind of, supposedly that's what it came down to. And then he suddenly like took it into this like public realm of like showing like David Lynch is not who you think he is. He's ashamed of his daughter and blackmailed her and blah, blah, blah. And he had Jack Nance killed. <laughs> it's just like, shut up. Oh, it's so, it's, it's so, it pisses, oh, it just frustrates because they had to work around it. And I didn't even realize that they had worked around it when I was watching it. And then I'm like, I realized like, this morning, putting it together, I'm like, oh, fuck. That's that's what they did. That's crazy. Uh, I won't get into details about that. We'll talk Is about it. Is it Vern Troyer? No. You'll see. Okay. Uh, but anyway, it's cool. It's like, I'm like, it's too bad. But they, they're just, they progr- they proceeded. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. It's like kind of a marvel of revival that someone can do it right. But I mean, leave it to David Lynch, a guy who knows what he's doing, who knows how to like light scenes, even when it's just television. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh, pretty impressive. Uh, 
I think I was like way back when, when they first kind of announced this was happening, I was like, oh my God, he's going to direct every episode. It's like a, it's like a 16 hour David Lynch movie. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's pretty extraordinary. And this could be it. This is probably, this might be the end of his like filmmaking career is this big project. Um, Mm -hmm. So. Well, he's old, man. Yeah, well, I mean, and he, I said, know and he, he, and he said no more. He's never going to direct another movie and because yeah. no, no one's going to give him money to do it, mm-hmm. um, which is like, yeah, it's depressing because like I think of like that whole era, there was like in the mid-2000s, like there's like kind of these directors, like your Terry Zweigoffs, your John Waters, your David Lynch's, they like just suddenly like stopped making movies and they haven't really made much after that. And a lot of them blame the fact that there's no money being thrown at them yeah. to make stuff that, that the way they need to make them, which mm-hmm. is interesting because there's still people making movies. Um, but I mean, I've also seen uh, like Steven Spielberg and George Lucas complain that there's like no money to make movies anymore. Oh, come on. If what, they don't get money, that's bullshit. Well, it's like, I mean, Spielberg continues making movies, but like he makes movies that like people don't want to see either. Like remember, uh, God, what was it? The uh, BFG? Yeah, BFG. And like even like, hey, remember Tintin? <laughs> Remember when that was going to be like yeah. a friend? That was going to be a big franchise, and then they made one, and that was it. And like Peter Jackson, I think was supposed to make the second one. Yep, and that was yeah. it. And but then I think your buddy uh, Guillermo G- was supposed to make the third. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we got dodged a bullet on that one. But uh, well, that's all really cool. I'm glad to hear that this was a uh, um, not a pile of disappointment like everything else in the world yeah. now. So uh, I'm I'm pretty jacked. Yep. Uh, your seal of approval, I think. Uh, means it's the real deal so yeah um, i'm excited yeah no it's uh it's got some good stuff in there um it's it's unmistakably david lynch uh and i, I guess we get to throw out mark frost who i mean who was his collaborator on the, the whole time and i suspect that that guy has been like thinking about this for 27 years and mm-hmm. he like because he wrote a book like he, he like yeah he wrote a book on this like this guy's probably been super involved and like figured out everything so now we're getting to see well, things yeah and it's so it's like the the, the 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 great synergy of like uh the one throwaway line laura palmer has like saying 25 years we'll meet again and it's yeah. like oh well 27 years that's close enough it's close enough and like it would have been 25 if uh they didn't have that uh, little dispute Two years ago, or whatever it was supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was because of that dude who had the fucking uh, the blow up, and then that kind of threw a fucking banana in the wheels. Well, I think it, it was like kind of like Showtime didn't want to put the money out to do it the way that yeah. David Lynch wanted to, and then like he he brought it to the public. He, he used he used the, the public discourse to uh, the out, Twitter out, to, to out. Yeah, he used social media and like people mm-hmm. online, and they turned around on it. Which like it always felt like that. It felt like a almost a publicity stunt to do it. But then I saw like the ratings came in and like they did, they did like whatever, half a million, which is like pretty underwhelming. People are like, oh, well, you know, I mean, the first episode when it aired in 1990, it did 34 million. And I'm like, yelp. But this is also like a show coming out 27 years later. Um, I don't know how many people are like super invested in Twin Peaks still other than like people online who love to say, I love Twin Peaks. It's so weird. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it, but I love it. Um, uh, Who are like... Those people watch everything. Um, and mm-hmm. also, yeah, I, I was so worried that, I don't know, people were going to, to turn on the show because it's like, because they forgot, oh, yeah, this show's kind of weird. And t- it has, like, stuff yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Like, characters don't add up. And it's like, no, that's, like, that's Twin Peaks, folks. I saw yeah. some gut, somebody made, like, a like 300-minute cut of Twin Peaks where they cut out all the stupid stuff, and it's just, like, the Laura Palmer, my- Laura Palmer mystery stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... 
come on. Like that's just that's that's yeah. not what the point of the show no. ever was yeah. though, right? Right. The point of the show was the other characters. Like yeah. Because isn't that what happened in season two? Why David, it David, dumped yeah, is because they, they got strong armed into like uh solving the mystery. Right. Like yeah, he, he never wanted to do that. Right. Yeah, he never wanted to resolve the mystery. It was just gonna yeah. be like it would just continue on and on and on and on. He wanted to do it that way. Um so I mean, hey folks, keep that in mind. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like that's the sort of guy he is. He likes to create mysteries. He likes to create setup. Gets, gets the people's minds going. Gets them reeling, and uh, then he just like lets things kind of go. But I mean, even like in his movies, like he's resolved this stuff. Like generally speaking, yeah. like when people talk about Mahal and Drive being so unsolvable and weird, I'm like, I don't know. Like it's everything's there. I remember when the DVD came out. There's like a little card that like explicitly clues. lays out clues, and you read that, and then you watch the movie, and with those in mind, I think it's like, oh, this is like. you'll get the saddest masturbation scene of all time in this movie. Uh, I'll say this about Mulholland Drive and just David Lynch in general. Like I don't have a hard time following his movies, but particularly scenes and images. I don't, I don't always understand. Like, I don't always understand like what certain stuff means. Right. But I mean, he doesn't either. That book you lent me on his interviews with him, Lynch on Lynch. Yeah. Like they asked him that they're like, what does this scene mean? And like, I'm misquoting, but he was basically like, it doesn't mean anything. Right. He's like, sometimes I think stuff looks cool, so I throw it in there. Yep. He's like, it doesn't have to mean anything. And I feel like that's like just how he approaches everything he does. It's like, does there doesn't always have to be an answer to this stuff. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just, you have an image for something and you really like it and you're going to put it in there. Well, Maybe it'll amount to something later, but if it doesn't, then whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's him. I mean, he's pretty honest about it. He refers to things yeah. as accidents and they just work out. And yeah. it's not like, yeah, there's like kind of a mix of intent and then there's a mix of like, oh, let's just see what happens. He's a, I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I mean, his background, he's a visual artist. He was a painter. And it's like, he doesn't, he just makes images and he's like, yeah, I filmed it and I put it in the movie. Isn't that great? And it is like, yeah, that's kind of the appeal of his stuff. Um, yeah. He just works in a way that most people don't, aren't able to. We got to get you. Got to get on his level. That's right. All right, you got to catch that Friend. big fish, just like his book about transcendental meditation says. Mm, that and the the quinoa. Yeah, quinoa. So he's pretty old, but he eats a ton of quinoa. He might last a while. Yep. Well, he does so uh, much. He, he's a fucking chain smoker. He hasn't given that up. I don't think. Mm, well, the quinoa will even that out. So he's like a regular dude, I think. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that works, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's the the Twin Peaks talk this week. Nice. Uh- uh, and then I did do some uh, some interdimensional tripping with uh, your buddy David Lynch, but I don't know if you want to get into that now. Sure, or why not? Some other time. No, nah, it's good. Let's talk yeah. about now that you've caught up with Twin Peaks: The Return. Mm-hmm. The Return. So yeah, I. Uh, we talked about it last week, uh, and I am totally caught up. I watched all first four episodes. As I, and I've watched the last two episodes as well. Um, so, I don't know. We might get into some spoilers there, but I, uh, oh, I it's, imagine... It's all fine now. If people are yeah. watching it at this point. It's, uh, it's a few days past, and I think if anyone's actually listening to this show, they're probably watching Twin Peaks too. So, I think that's pretty safe. Yeah. Um, so, my overall uh, comments and thoughts on this show is that I think it is absolutely amazing that he this is a real thing mm-hmm. uh, I think it's um, or tremendous it's excellent it's everything you could hope it would be um, as you said 
there are so few things that live up to the hype anymore, mm-hmm. especially these revival things. Yes. Um, and for him to come back and to seeming like seamlessly reinvent his own show basically because that was another thing i heard like some people were like uh well you have you have people on both sides of the camp people are like oh it's just going to be like exactly the same as what it used to be and that sucks and then you had people were like oh it's not exactly the same as it used to be and that Mm -hmm. sucks so like there's no winning with those people but uh i think that he really effectively changed what the show is but like was still conserving conserving what uh what i think he wanted to do with the show Mm -hmm. and i think it's fucking amazing that he was allowed to do that like Mm -hmm. in uh especially so in these first four episodes like he gets away with so much shit especially in episode three like episode three is like i felt like a racer head level oh well yeah type stuff they're Absolutely, like the eyeless like, woman in this yeah. floating satellite box with a giant swir- switch that controls like time and oh. mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a racer head, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. And it's like I know he always tries to sneak, like he always sneaks that stuff into his movies, mm-hmm. but uh, this is. Uh, but like even people who've seen his other movies and then they go to Eraserhead and they're just like, yeah, it's, it's unlike other like anything else I've seen, even like his own stuff. And I feel like this kind of fits in it, too, where it's just like this is like uh, his short films, like his art short films. Yeah. Just weird fucking unexplainable stuff that like he just he's just putting down there. And uh, again, I'm, I'm a broken record already, but I think it's fucking insane that he was allowed to do this mm. and i think that's awesome yeah it's, i'm so uh, happy yeah it's pretty uh bold of uh showtime to just be like here's a bunch of money <laughs> make, well, make your thing and i'm pretty uh, sure that's all the only way he would do it right is if you got a blank check and like mm-hmm. free reign yeah I, I think but yeah like for that alone i think if you can you should try to support showtime because I, without them, we wouldn't have this. Nope. And it's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah, it's uh pretty much like they just let him, like you can just get the feeling that they just like let him do it. Because I mean, that whole opening <laughs> segment of episode three, just like inside <laughs> the floating capsule with Blind Woman done in that time lapse where you wonder like, is like, is the is this feed working properly? Is this stream yep. working? And it's like, because yeah. it, it's like, almost like what is this but then you realize no it's david lynch this is intentional and then it's like wow i've like i because the one thing i think i mentioned um uh, last week was how i was kind of like yeah like he's kind of like producing the same like visual touchstones that we've come to expect from twin peaks and i guess like the thing i hope most for is that he's going to introduce some new visual stuff like new moments that we can talk about with this new series because that'll be kind of the thing that this show is held up with was like mm-hmm. does it build on what we've already experienced and that's like because a lot of the times like with like say I always go back to it Arrested Development season 4 it didn't really like it yeah. kind of blew what made the show so strong by doing episodic episodes it, it decided yep. to tell one big episode which mm-hmm. is ambitious but also misguided because uh, it goes against the spirit of the show and why it was so popular um, yep. and this show I mean the first thing I, I and started figuring out was like, oh, this is doing the same thing that the original series did, which was it's like a day by day like pacing. Like each mm-hmm. episode is one day, and then it, the next episode starts exactly pretty well where the last episode ended and continues on the next day. Because it's only mm-hmm. been four days in the yep. storyline, 
and mm-hmm. it's like oh so that's like another like throwback to the original show because it was only over the course of days uh, that right. the Laura Palmer Laura Palmer investigation happened. Uh, so we're getting that again. But yeah, like we get that new visualization of that space and the use of time. And it's like, okay, we're not just going to be in the red room, which would get kind of boring. Uh, and like, kind of yeah. like, yep, we know that's what Twin Peaks is. It's red curtains in uh, the black zigzag pattern on the, yeah. on the tile. Yeah. So it's like, I'm glad that there's some new stuff coming that way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's like, he's introducing so many things <laughs> like, um, oh God, like all these storylines that like, he's not, he's not even like going back to in each episode, like the, yep. like this, like, uh, decapitated woman and decapitated man's body laying in the bed. That's like, just like touched upon in the first episode. And mm-hmm. it was like, we get a brief, brief scene with it, with a computer hit, uh, yeah. with a fingerprint. And that was it. That's the only mention of it in two hours. And so it's mm-hmm. like, this is kind of what I think he wanted the Laura Palmer like story to be like, where it's like the mystery itself would play out very slowly and it would just be other things. Um, yeah. So we're kind of getting what he probably wants to do while like, now he's getting to do it again, but also building yeah. on what's come previously. And then you get all these great moments where you see actors that like are now 27 years older and mm-hmm. for better or worse, um, uh, like seeing Bobby in a, in a deputy sheriff's outfit was like pretty awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, and then you get his, his, uh, hilar- his hilarious reaction, his, uh, vintage yeah. Bobby reaction. Vintage Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's see, that's what I mean. Like, I think he does touch on that stuff really good where he is kind of like not fan service, but he's acknowledging what made the show strong and it's not like so over over the top where not every character is like we're having coffee and donuts there it is yeah and bobby's crying and then uh what's his face the biker kid who everyone hates james james yeah they you, you saw him for like half a second and you're like yeah. nice because it's like yeah he'll come, he'll come back he's still cool <laughs> yeah exactly Um, so like, I think he touches on that stuff really good. And then, yeah, like what you were saying, he's setting up a lot of things that like, like I'm sure some of them will pay out. Some of them might not, but it's, uh, he's doing it in such a slow kind of deliberate way. Like, uh, like the old psychiatrist or the guy with the two colored glasses. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like spray painting those shovels. It was just like a scene and that's it. And And within four episodes. And you feel like. Hmm. This this probably is going somewhere, and there's no rush. There's no like, there's no rush. we'll get there. Yeah. Well, th- that's actually what I was gonna say too. Um, with uh, what I was saying is that it's amazing he's allowed to make it the way he is because, uh, in four episodes, he's totally like it. That's how long it took for Coop, like, to come back. Where if like say this was a revival, like a Netflix deal. And they and like they had to do it within a certain way. He w- it would probably all get set up in the very first episode. He'd be like, "Yeah, I was in the lodge for like thirty years. Isn't that crazy?" But I'm back now. Mm. But like he's he's been granted like freedom where he can take his time and four episodes, and he's still not really even back yet, right? Well, so. people like uh, I think people might have like I'm not sure if just what complaints there are. I feel like a lot less people watch these episodes than they watch those first that first mm-hmm. big episode um, just based on like yep. going on Twitter. I, I noticed it wasn't trending as massively as it did that first time around, which doesn't surprise yep. me. Cause I mean, Twin Peaks is like kind, I, I'd say David Lynch and that show are an acquired taste. Um, yep. 
like, yeah, people, I see some people are trying the show for the very first time. They're going back and they're like, I can't get through this pilot. This is like some of the worst shit I've ever seen, which is ridiculous. Um, that pilot's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but I mean, that's like the, that's like the ultimate litmus, te- litmus test, I guess. If you can't, if you don't like that first episode, don't watch the rest of it. You're, it's not going to get yep. better. Um, that's as good as like television pilots get. And it, it's pure, yeah. it's David Lynch making a TV show. Um, he's like the, the act. They say the acting's bad. Whatever. But like it's mm-hmm. like it's mannered. It's very like particular in the stylization. Is the acting? It's deliberate. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not like it's like, it's like oh, that he has bad actors. No, he's like you know he. This is the performances he wants. He wants like that. Mm-hmm. That's how David Lynch has his actors perform. Um, yeah, it's part of the what he likes. part of the package. Yep. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I watched those last two episodes. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess there's like the thing with like it's kind of frustrating from a viewer standpoint because you want to see agent Cooper back at it, his old self and like him doing Cooper things. But I guess like when you think back to like the previous show, characters were always kind of being waylaid uh, Mm -hmm. in different ways. Like Lee, it was more like back then it was like everyone goes into a coma because that's what happened on like uh, soap opera. Yeah, like primetime soap operas, like a character would be, Oh, they're in a bed, they're comatose and they're out. Amnesia. Yeah. And I mean, it's all part of this bigger story. Um, yeah, I mean, there's like moments where I got super excited when uh, the the two Coopers are vomiting up uh, that cream of corn. Oh, I started yeah. going Garbanzola, and she, I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And I'm like, "You know, remember the cream of corn in the convenience store? Fire mm-hmm. walk with me. It's like the it's evil that they eat. And <laughs> remember that?" Yeah. Uh, so I was like, "Yeah, actually, this like." A person doesn't really have to even watch the whole TV show through again. They probably just have to watch Fire Walk with me because there's like all the references to it, like um, yep. Philip, uh, whatever David LeBoy's character. He gets name dropped in that episode uh, during that interrogation scene, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, because like when I was watching uh, that missing pieces thing, I was like, oh, I wonder if they're going to mention David Bowie's character ever again. And sure enough, they do, and that continues yep. coming together. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin's like performance as uh, evil Cooper doppelganger. He, yeah, he is oh so effective. I don't even know what all the way all the things that David Lynch does that are so subtle and like just pure mm-hmm. filmmaking, like using the audio, the like distortion of the, his voice, uh, mm-hmm. working with Kyle McLaughlin, who's sort of like his avatar in the Twin Peaks universe. Mm-hmm. Um, he just does all these shifty little things that like make these scenes like so unsettling in a way where you're like, oh, like there's something off with this scene that like so many filmmakers try to do and it always comes off as really bad. And this, it's like really effective. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Once again, David Lynch, uh, I mean, I would say that three and four were probably not as strong as the first two episodes. I really mm-hmm. thought those first two episodes were like uh, like a pretty amazing like two-hour movie. These next right. two episodes were like, the fourth episode in particular was, um, what would you say? Uh, I think the it's, fourth it's, it's, episode it's, it's, was more like mainstream or like straight forward, like, right? Well, I, I wouldn't even say that though. I mean, it's like it's the comedy. It's the it's the Twin Peaks comedy that like are yeah. the things that people don't like about Twin Peaks if they're not fans mm-hmm. of that. Like they like the Laura Palmer story, like Laura, Laura Palmer story stuff. They they want the like, La Palma. They, yeah, La, La Palma. They want yeah. the they want the crime stuff. They don't want like the um, Andy. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. They don't want Wally Brando. <laughs> I, I I did I didn't know I wanted Wally Brando, but I wanted Wally Brando. Mm-hmm. After I watched it, I was like, I need this. Yeah, but I I do know what you mean. The uh, the comedy is a little uh, over the top, but I I like it. I mean, 
it's it's one of the charms to it. I I do I can't see why other people would be turned off by it. Mm-hmm. If you were one or the other, it's a it's very drastic like ends of the spectrum between finding decapitated heads and old bodies and then Wally Brando on his motorcycle. Mhm. Mhm. So, uh, yeah. They're very alternate ends, but <laughs> No, I I liked the three and four just as much as uh, the big the big app. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I loved it. I can't wait to see more of the Static Man. Oh my God! When they showed Static Man in the uh, FBI headquarters, yeah. I was like, "No, turn off the screen. He's gonna come through. Mm-hmm. Like, he's because he's out there. He broke. He broke free. He broke free. I don't know if that's what other people call him, but that's what my name for him was. The uh, the blur. Static Man. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's so good. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like you know, if this is if this is a Blumhouse uh, excursion, oh, uh, oh my god, it'd hey, be how, some trash. Yeah, let's just gush for a little while. How cool is it to see uh, Big Davy Lynch and uh, Miguel Ferreira just oh, shoot the but shit they're dead? Together? But but then it makes me remember that Miguel Ferreira's dead. I know, but dude, did he finish filming this? They they, they they filmed this in 2015. So yeah. Uh, so okay, he's he's well, that, t- he'll be he'll anything they do with him, um, they'll be fine with. In, okay, well at least uh, at least that happened, right? Mm-hmm. You could it seemed like with the log lady, like they wrote her in the way she was, like she was already checked out because mm-hmm. oh. that was her current, that was her actual health, right? No. Not, like not log lady health. No, yeah, and well then the other thing too is like so, uh, I didn't realize that Robert Forster was in the show and that he was Sheriff Truman. And I was like, oh, yeah. Whoa. I'm like, then I was like vaguely remembering, like, wait, wasn't Robert Forster like the first like casting pick for Sheriff Truman back when the show came on? And sure enough, he was. So, what happened to, to the other guy? So, Michael. Is, is so, that the guy who had the blow up? Not the little guy? No, 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 no. So, okay. no, Michael, Michael Anderson, the dwarf, the man from, from yeah. the other place, he had the blow up. Um, and okay. now he's, he's been replaced by a neuron tree. Yes. Um, which which really bums me out that we could have had like evil doppelganger uh, dwarf, and now we don't. Yeah. Now, now we get evil doppelganger neuron tree. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, no. So Michael Onkeen, who yep. was Sheriff Truman in the original show, he's yes. like seventy two years old. He mm. retired in two thousand eleven. Okay. Um, and because of this retirement, he wasn't coming out of it to reprise his role. For Twin Peaks, okay. uh, there's some talk that he may be like suffering from dementia. Uh, okay, yeah, that no, I mean that's fair. Yes. If he's he's over seventy and he's not totally healthy, then yeah, yeah, that's, I, so that sounds like that's why. Which is like super uh, sad in another way because mm-hmm. like oh, what's like the emotional satisfaction of seeing him again? Like would be so good. But uh, I mean, Robert Forster, he basically he gets to play the same type. The, mm-hmm. the, the the deadpan and you get to see what Robert Forster would have been back in 1990 if he didn't yeah. take whatever whatever option he had to not be in Twin Peaks. So I guess it's a it's like a catch twenty two coming coming, when, full, coming coming full circle. Yeah. <laughs> All those cliches. They're not going to recast Jack Nance though, right? Well, I mean, they haven't even touched upon any of that because uh, what's her name? Uh, I don't know if she's yeah. still kicking, but Laura Flynn Boyle or the other one. Well, wow. you well no, um, Jack Nance's you, you wife. Jack Nance's wife in because okay. she might have blown up in the lumber barn. Like when they're like, cause that's how like the whole last episode yeah. ended with like a whole bunch of like 
did they die or not? They haven't. We have. So we haven't seen her yet. But I mean, the mill blew yeah. up, and who knows? I mean, I can't remember if she's alive or not. Again, I haven't gone on my way to like figure out spoilers mm-hmm. until like it actually gets addressed. I knew that uh, Major Briggs, the actor, had died, and so he wasn't going to be around. Mm-hmm. But we get the callback to him talking about the blue rose and stuff like that in the mm-hmm. space projection head. Um, what else have we had on the show that? Well, I guess Josie. I'm not sure if Josie's coming back. Um, mm-hmm. But we we had the brothers uh, Ben and Jerry who were awesome. Yeah. Uh, but then and then there's Sherilyn Finn. Um, yep. Old uh, Audrey, who I suspect will be where uh, uh, Albert knows where she drinks. <laughs> I think that uh, will be. The, the... I totally interpreted that differently. Heather Graham. You know, <laughs> no, you know who I think that's going to be. Who? Diane. You know Whoa. how you know how uh, Coop's always like Diane. I thought because so okay. What why I don't think that is because like the ongoing theory with Diane is that she never existed. Because there's okay. like because in the uh, fire walk with me deleted scenes, there's a scene where he's standing at a door and he's like talking to her, but you never see her and she never talks either. Even though you oh, should be able to hear. So okay. I think it's like it's like one of those things where it's like is Diane just a figment of his imagination? Okay, I, I see what you're saying. I thought, now bear with me here. I thought maybe Laura Dern was gonna be Diane because mm. Laura, Dern, Laura Dern is a big, like she's she's his female muse. His BFF. His BFF, yeah, they're BFFs. So I thought maybe Laura Dern, cause she's here somewhere. I don't know where she is. We got Naomi Watts, she yeah. popped up. We got Michael Sarah. We got, uh, which was, no way, so. Yeah, so we got a few Lynch guys. I mean, Michael Sarah's never been in a Lynch movie, but no. uh, Naomi Watts, we got her. So I was like, I know Laura Dern's in here somewhere. And the way he's been playing these shows, like it could be in the fucking last episode she pops up. Yeah. But uh, I was like, maybe she'll be Diane. Well, we got uh, we have Jim Belushi, too, coming down the pike. Oh, seriously? Yeah, he's going to show up at some point. I don't know what he's, he's going to be doing, but. You, same with, uh, I, I believe, Eddie Vedder. From Pearl Jam is gonna pop up somewhere. Oh, maybe he'll, he wanted he'll be one of the bands. He'll he'll fit in. Oh man, that'd be awesome. By the way, I love. Oh yeah, love <laughs> that the whole episode has like no music, mm-hmm. and then right at the end, he's just like he's just throwing in a music, like doing letting a band just do a live set, basically. Like, oh, it's so good. Well, yeah, because I, I guess like it. that uh, chromatic song, that's like off of an album that like still hasn't been released. And they recorded mm-hmm. that a while ago just for it. And there's like the music video that's up. People all yeah. uh, lost it. Good song. Uh, I'm waiting for Julie Cruz to come back, though. The original mm-hmm. uh, Roadhouse singer. Because uh, I think that, that'll be uh, quite a moment. I think that'll. I, I think that might be saved up for a big moment, a big montage, perhaps. Because those have always been kind of like those iconic moments in Twin Peaks: is the Julie Cruz singing over like horrificness and things that are like really upsetting, things you don't want to see yeah. happen. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, maybe that'll be when James gets back on his bike. Yeah. I wonder if Heather Graham is going to be around again. As uh, she gonna pop up as a waitress? I don't know. Where would she be in her life? Well, she looks pretty good. Like, she hasn't aged as much as the others. So uh, she could be anything in this show. By the way, I really liked the reprisal of Denise with my buddy David Duchovny. 
Ah, I mean that. That's yeah, kind of I, can't even, I can't. I can't even but, believe uh, that. Uh, fuck, I, 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 I forgot. I, I for, I'm like, man, that's like such an obvious thing that I'm like, ah, oh, RJ, he's gonna be like, oh, look, it's David Duchovny. Oh, I, I love that. I mean, the Federal so, Bureau of Investigation. Me and a, me and a buddy of mine, we, um, we were watching X Files at the same time years ago, and uh, it was before either of us had watched Twin Peaks, and then one day. He like sent me a message. He's like, you. He's like, you know Twin Peaks. I was like, yeah. Uh, I was like, yeah. I, I I know. I haven't watched it yet. He's like, do you know David Duchovny's in it? I was like, no, I never heard that. And he's like, as a crossdresser. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. I was like, I. And then I think I watched. I started watching Twin Peaks that week because I was like, I gotta see this shit. Yeah. I love it. It's awesome. Yes. Denise. 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 And she's in a position of power. She did good mm-hmm. for herself. That's right. David Lynch patted himself yep. on the back, saying he was ahead of the times. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, he was a he's ahead of a lot of things. He's ahead of that curve. That's right. Did, did you did you ever watch that episode of Louis with him in it? With David Lynch? Yeah. No. No. He's uh, I, uh, he's like honestly, the he's I, like the head of like CBC or CBS that wants to give him a show is or like he, uh, or give him Letterman. What's that? No, impaired no, in that no, he's just intensely. And like the whole episode shot like a David Lynch movie. It's super. Oh, it's, awesome. it's a really good episode. Um, yeah. So I'll yeah, check. there's the Twin Peaks talk this week. Uh, we've got like, I don't know, 14 weeks, More to, weeks. Four, 14 weeks to go. Uh, unless they decided to dump the last two episodes in one go, which would be fine by me. These, these uh, one episodes a week now are going to hurt, I think. Cause it's going to be like, but it's exciting. I'm like, mm-hmm. cause I've, cause you have no idea where it's going to go. Isn't it nice though to be uh, to have something to look forward to each week? Yeah. Instead of like if this all dropped as like all at the same time, I don't think it would be as special. No. No, we 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 would have blasted nice. through it and be like, "Oh, that was that, I guess." Now we get to yeah. enjoy it, prove that the Netflix uh, system maybe isn't the best. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, we're going to talk about it on the show because uh, frankly, it's our show and we can do whatever we feel like. Yep. Uh, and no one, no one said different. Well, I mean, so. seriously. I mean, it's like, it's a TV show that's directed by David Lynch. I don't think it gets much more uh, filmy yeah. than this. Uh, yeah. Uh, and actually, it is it is related because, I mean, David Lynch is a criterion darling. And I did see. Two time. Much like, two time. But uh, the, the rumor mill is that um, much like what they did with Ghost World, where they, criterion was like sharing kind of photos from. Uh, the Ghost World movie, they've been sharing some Fire Walk With Me stuff. So the big rumor is that maybe that'll drop within the uh, collection sometime soon. Hmm. Well... It, it, it all depends on who owns the rights, I suppose, right? Yeah, that would be... CBS? Well, CBS put out the TV show. The movie... I don't know who to actually... Because the, the movie's on that complete collection by, as it is. There's, and it's pretty complete. And it looks really good the way it is. So, I mean, the cr- criterion would almost be unnecessary. Like, if why would you just buy the movie? Why don't you just get the mm-hmm. show? But who knows? That's possible. I'd rather... I mean, God, Lost Highway desperately needs a Blu-ray. Um, oh, yeah. Like, it's never been released on Blu-ray in North America. Well, the DVD for it is, like, old. It used to actually only be available yeah. on a pan and scan in Canada. Yep. Um, but there is, like, a uh, Region 1 DVD of it that looks good, but it could look so much better. Because that's, like, one of my favorites of his movies, um, even mm-hmm. though it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And he made a better movie with Mulholland Drive. But Yeah. Well, to, to be very fair, all of his movies should have Criterion Blues. Sure. 
the finest. Ooh, actually, because Elephant, Elephant Man, Man doesn't Elephant Man doesn't have a blue either, and that's my favorite of his. So we need that fucker out ASAP. ASAP. Because I can't even get a copy of it. That DVD is hard to track down. Oh, is it out of print? Yeah. It's something like that. I remember I, I looked for after I watched it. I looked for a long time and I couldn't find it anywhere. And hmm. I was like, well, that sucks. It's like I'd really like to own that thing. Son of a bitch. So you can send your mail to uh, uh, Loaf in Creepsville. Send your copies of Elephant Man on Blu-ray mm-hmm. that don't exist. On uh, David Lynch in uh, the world of Twin Peaks. Yeah. So I, uh, you, you, you just mainlined that yeah. new episode from that Sunday. Yeah. We're coming in a little late because I had to uh, power that fucker through right away. Yeah. But um, why don't you? Why don't you take over? Uh, yeah. So new episode of Twin Peaks popped up as it does on Sundays <laughs> for the next uh, I don't know thirteen weeks or something like that. Um, yep. Yeah. And uh, this is I like this episode quite a bit. Uh, I I'd, mm. I'd even argue maybe it was like one of my favorite episodes so far of the batch in some ways. It like it had okay. it had right the right amount of everything that Twin Peaks does. Like it had the comedy, it had the like kind of uh kind of directionlessness, multiple storylines being introduced, you don't know where they're going, and also the like mm. great darkness of like an, an incoming doom and you don't know how that's going to play out. Um, mm-hmm. lots of it actually, there was stuff in the episode that I watched, and then like I went online to read like other people's thoughts on it, and then I was like, Oh my god, fuck, that was Mike. Like, I didn't realize that was Mike from the original Twin Peaks as the guy interviewing, um, our boy, uh, Jujitsu. Um, so remember there's Bobby oh, Caleb Landry Jones so yeah. got the guy interviewing him for the job and gives him yeah. he says what an asshole that's Mike of Bobby and Mike from Twin Peaks oh really yeah it's like I didn't I, I didn't notice that well, at I, all. I, I kept looking at him like why is he so familiar like I couldn't place him I couldn't put my finger on him because I'm like who is this and then like I don't know yeah. he, and then after I was reading somebody mentioned, mentioned Mike and I'm like Mike because I always think of Mike as like one armed Mike of like Mike and his guy Bob but then yeah. I'm like but then uh, uh, then I saw Mike and Bobby oh shit it's like his buddy like Donna's boyfriend in the early at the beginning of uh, Twin Peaks who were like yeah. Dr- yeah and I was like shit it's him all grown up and it's like because you never get a name of him you never get his name or anything like that it's just oh there he yeah. is and he gets, gets to rip a strip out of Caleb and uh yeah so that was great uh and then yeah this show just started dropping the the big movie actor cameos uh fucking right I your buddy. I I squealed aloud when I saw Tom Sleesmore <laughs> pop up <laughs> in that meeting like I was like fuck mm-hmm. Because like I had no idea Tom Sizemore yep. was on the show at all. I knew I knew about the other one. Uh, I knew about old mm-hmm. Jim Belushi, who actually uh, works very well as just a heavy. It's like yeah, he does. Yeah, he's a big bruiser looking dude. Uh, my my good friend T Bag from Prison Break, uh, whatever mm-hmm. that actor's name is, he's in it. He's great. Ernie Hudson. Yep, <laughs> he shows I know. up. <laughs> Winston. <laughs> well, I, I can't think. Of, I remember his name, but he's like uh, he was the warden on the uh, TV show Oz as well. Um, Ernie Hudson. Yeah, he, he'll forever be Winston. Come yeah, on. He, but he's most well known as Winston. Yes, but uh, yeah, he yeah. shows up, and I was like, man, they're just dropping them like all in one episode. This is yep. this is neat. And uh, oh, you you missed one. Uh, my girl from Suburgatory. More more recently, your buddy from his 
movie Fide Alvarez's Don't Breathe, the female lead, Jane Levy, she's in the bar for two seconds she's looking back she's in a booth looking okay. back at the dude smoking who's like he's like i'm a cool dude i'm ashen oh, on a tape but but did you, um, you since you were kind of pressed for time uh are you yeah. aware of who that character is i do of, i'm of, not of this, i don't think of, of this man so was uh, there any indication of it, who he was in the in the credits at the end when they're doing the scroll over uh, uh, Cooper, just looking at the space of the statue, mm-hmm. uh, that actor's character's name is Richard Horn. So this would lead me to conclude that that, I guess, would be Audrey Horn's son. Audrey Horn's son. Yes. Hmm. So this then leads me to like other thoughts of like, oh, that guy really has that Frank Booth vibe. So I'm like, oh, oh did, did, no. did, did bad things happen with doppelganger Cooper when he left? And all, all those oh, things like he would never no. touch a high school girl when when he was good Cooper. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the, the, the direction things are headed. Okay. I did not piece that together. No, but, but it's uh, like there, there was no way you could really piece it together based on like what they yeah. actually said in the episode. But in the, after I saw Richard Horn, my mind's like, fuck. Yeah, okay. I'm like, he looks like he's in his 20s. Like he's probably 27 years old, 25. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, he's got like his like intensity. And like that's like the dark David Lynch characters that like he's famous for. And that, that seems like pretty, yeah. that seems pretty crazy. Um, yeah, like I said, I, yeah. I, yeah, no, that, that whole episode I thought was like really good. Um, even though yeah. like it didn't move things like ahead terribly much, it just kind of set more stuff up. Uh, but yeah, I liked it quite a bit. Uh, what do you do think? <laughs> uh, no, yeah, totally the same. I thought it was great. Um, I've honestly, I've enjoyed all of these episodes. Like there, I don't know if there's any that have stood out more for me than others. I just like them all, man. And like watching this, like I was pressed f- for time, mm. but uh, I was watching it and I was like, hmm, I wonder how much is left. And I, I clicked it on and there was like eight minutes left. And I was like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it's like it, it goes by so like so easy. It's just mm. you, you can totally you just watch it and you just yeah. drift away, man. Yeah. Unlike you some, just drift un- away. Unlike some three hour movies. Uh, yeah, th- th- that's exactly. Been, so anyway, uh, after so I watched that Twin Peaks. Uh, I did. Yes. Wa- so after watching that new episode, though, I became very I was like, you know what? I should watch the pilot again. It's been a while since I watched the pilot of the original uh, show. Yeah. And it was just like going home, RJ, just coming home. Uh, Twin Peaks, just, yeah, very special place in my heart. I've watched that pilot, uh, lots, like lots and lots and lots. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like kind of crazy, just like how in the first like hour and a half of the Twin Peaks universe, how many iconic moments, uh, Lynch mm-hmm. pulls off just in that alone. Um, just like the scene with like, even in that high school before, like, uh, the students find out that Laura Palmer's dead. Uh, the kid who like puts the stuff into his locker and does like the sideways dance, waving his arms <laughs> side to side, yeah. doing a weird moonwalk that. And then like, just as like uh, the teacher in homerooms being informed of what's happened. And like Dawn is looking around and you hear this scream and this girl just comes running across the schoolyard uh, through the glass. Mm-hmm. It's just like, which they actually did use again in the uh, first episode of Twin Peaks. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just like, Oh man. It's like this stuff is so great, um, and and for the and like I mean, yeah. there's like part of it is like I kind of remember the era of TV that this show came out of, and like so like mm-hmm. there's probably like aspects of it that are dated, I guess, as far as like television production goes and stuff like that. But 
it's like compared to like things coming out in 1989, 1990, it was so mm-hmm. ahead of the curve. Like it really feels, right. it, it feels like a movie. Like you're watching an actual like uh, mm-hmm. studio movie that's doing a television show and like doing stuff episodically. Um, and like weird weirdness, like the comedy stuff and strange changes in tone. They're all there in the first, like what? pilot and first two episodes after that like it's all Mm -hmm. like set up i mean the one thing i'd say that i don't know okay my one complaint with twin peaks the return (gasps) is the the drone footage (laughs) that the drone shots of like overhead panning over the uh trees and stuff like that i find that like Mm -hmm. like and it's more of like the era that we're in where everyone's doing drone footage because now that they can do it they don't have to rent out a helicopter anymore they're doing drone shots and it's kind of like uh David Lynch, like there was like, there's like some beautiful shots in like fire walk with me. I'm just cameras mm-hmm. panning down the mountainside during the, in like a kind of like a misty rain setting. They're just like so amazing and breathtaking to me. And like this drone stuff is just like, oh, it doesn't look as good. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. uh, another thought too, uh, uh, the new episode of Twin Peaks, uh, why like really like I, I actually, I actually laughed a bit at like some of the humor stuff, which sometimes I don't do at Twin Peaks, but, uh, yeah. the, 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 the revelations of what's going on with, uh, Dr. Jacoby, him, oh. him being essentially a fucking podcaster. Uh, yeah, that, that, that just like made my day. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, to, I like to that sell a lot fucking too. shit shovels, shit shoveling shovels. Oh. I, um, because as I brought that up before, like last week, I was like, cause all you saw was him spray painting the shovels. Yeah. I was like, I feel like something's going to come from this. And then his infomercial twenty nine ninety nine for quote gold shit digging shovels. Yeah, that's right. You dig and yourself I was like, out of shit. my God. Dig yourself out of the shit. Guaranteed. That, that's exactly where uh, guys like Dr. Jacoby wind up, though. And they're talking to his yep. audience, too, of like uh, like Nadine. We got our first glimmer mm-hmm. of Nadine again. It's like, yep, she'd be tuning yep. into this. And you get uh, uh, Jerry, uh, the br- Jerry, the brother um, Horn. He's like hanging yep. out, smoking pot in the woods. It's like, yep, these are all the people who are tuned into that, uh, that Northwest Coast, like stoner, weirdo conspiracy theory culture. That yep. exists out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I agree. I thought that was super funny. Also made me laugh quite a bit was uh, the board meeting scene with Dougie at the insurance agency. <sighs> yeah. Uh, because of Tom Sizemore, for one. But then also um, the uh, Frank when he drinks tea. <laughs> yes. It, that scene is so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> I Yeah. I was like, I just a big smile went on my face. And I was like, as, it, like, as did as it as that uh, smile went across Frankie's face. Yeah, exactly. Because they're like that actor fucking nails like just pure joy <laughs> and like like surprised excitement. He's like, yeah, I do like this, man. That was very good. I yeah. liked it a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I'm. I was glad to see um, uh, Caleb Landry Jones, our boy, resident creep, uh, red haired man. Uh, he's awesome. He fits this world a lot. I think mm-hmm. his his like look. And even uh, what's her face that uh, Amanda, was Amanda, Amanda Siegfried? Siegfried? Yeah, yeah. She because uh, she's got that kind of frog eye looking thing. She's so got she's got both. that she's got the David Lynch beauty that like thing where it's yeah, like exactly. it, it's like she's kind of off, but she's like really mm-hmm. she's beautiful. But there's something a little there's, eccentric there, and like and like then David Lynch does that beautiful overhead shot of her after snorting a big old mm-hmm. line of coke as because coke is the yeah. still the drug of choice in the Twin Peaks universe. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was uh, pretty great. Yeah, no, uh, like I thought this episode was uh, fantastic. I've seen some people like complaining that the um, 
blink Cooper stuff is going on too long. But I have to point out, and I don't know if they, this has been stressed enough in the reviews, is that the show is doing the same thing as the previous uh, series, which is like, yeah, each episode is day to day. One episode, mm-hmm. one day, and just goes one, one, one. Oh, yeah. another great moment was like uh, the uh, Kyle uh, McLaughlin uh, as evil Bob sitting in his prison cell and just oh yeah, the, 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 here this is or this is food or something like that. That was like the so food's coming. Yep, food comes now. I think food, he yeah. said that would be the food or something like that. And it's just like, yep. And it's like, it's so funny. <laughs> like it's just, yep. And then you get the call yep. back to him. Like, I mean, the show is definitely giving you enough information to like go along oh, with yeah. it. Like saying, Hey, he's still possessed by Bob. And then all oh, even like creepy, super, super imposition of like Bob's lower jaw over McLaughlin's yeah. jaw. It was like, I had yeah. to rewind that. Cause I was like, Oh dude, how did they do that? Like, cause I was watching in like the room, like yep. the light was a little off and I was like, Oh, so great. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can't wait. All I, good things. I, each week is like a, something to look forward to. Um, yeah, the uh, the last. Yeah, no, I I agree with you completely. I was gonna say the last thing I'll say is um, what you were saying is some people are like, oh, Dougie's storyline's going too long. Yeah, but that's what I was kind of like saying last week too. Is I can't believe that he's allowed to just do this for as long as he has, like mm-hmm. five episodes in, and he's still doing it. I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, uh, I'm just glad he he can do what he wants to because that's what I mean. Like, I feel like anywhere else he would be getting pressure to like people would be like, you got to wrap that shit up like yeah. fast. But he's like, nah, man, I like Dougie. Dougie's a fun character and he yeah. is a fun character. <laughs> yeah. Dougie. Yeah. Dougie and his coffee. watch Twin Peaks I did I did yeah I'm a semi-regular now nice and you're just you're yeah. still watching these on your own uh Andrea actually saw some of it and she's like what's this I was like it's Twin Peaks baby but uh, if she's gonna watch it I think we'll have to go back to the start and yeah. do it right oh yeah no, I wouldn't I wouldn't just drop her in no, halfway it'd, be, it'd be so pointless I mean I I kind of like when I've been watching the show I've been thinking about it is like well I think of this as like season 28 I guess like it's like I imagine yeah, the sh- kind like, I, I kind of imagine the show has been going on for 28 years but we haven't watched it and now we're just getting caught up on it and so like stylistically the show has changed from what it was in 1990 and now we're getting like this is the modern version of it like the storytelling is kind of like way looser and broken down and it just assumes that you're kind of caught up with it and you're just going with it um, but right. it also re- realizes that you haven't watched those like intervals at all like you're just like coming into this new and it's like oh yeah like you've seen a lot of coop in this time so you don't have to see him all the time or now you see him broken down and stuff like that um mm-hmm. with this new episode like man stuff with like uh dougie it's like really like oh, tough to watch because it's like so sad <laughs> that, oh fuck yeah yeah it's like brutal i'm like fuck it's like he's just broken and like this like he and he can't do anything about it like because mm-hmm. i mean uh, Chanel and I were talking about this and how like because essentially Dougie was this like I don't they haven't really explained what Dougie is like he mm-hmm. is, was is he actually a human being or was he like this trap that they that the the forces of evil in the Twin Peaks universe have created mm-hmm. to basically trap Cooper from like taking over his own body I guess um right. like in, in taking whatever they call mr c uh and in, in taking that and taking over that body i guess um and so they haven't really i don't i, don't, I doubt they're going to explain any of that because who ultimately cares it's all very 
symbolic uh the uh, way it is but yeah. um, it's good postulating yeah like this is like yep. what do, i mean that's like i think they i don't even think it's postulating i think they laid it out pretty because like the idea is like they created a body that when cooper comes through he doesn't show up into mr c's body he goes to the mm-hmm. dougie body and in the meantime the dougie body has been used i think for like uh crimes when uh, mm-hmm. Mr. C can't be there. So he they, they've just been using it as like a vacant body that they can just occupy to commit horrible things. Sure. Because um, there's like the one comment that like the Naomi, Naomi Watts character mentions about like, oh, you're having one of your blackouts again or your episodes again. And it seems like mm-hmm. no one seems to be really that like concerned with the fact that like this man seems to have had a stroke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Which is fine. Like that's like this universe where people don't give a sh- Like there's a disconnect there. Yeah. But, uh, but he's getting shit done though. Yeah. He brought, he provided for his family and he cracked the case at the insurance mm-hmm. firm. Make, so he he's really doing stuff. Make sense of it. <laughs> so why would you question it? You yeah. know? But no, I agree with you. It is so hard to watch sometimes. Like it wasn't this episode, but last week mm. uh, when um, uh, she's Naomi Watts is driving him and he's just staring at uh, what's it? Sunny Jim, the boy. Yeah. Uh, their boy and he just like a single tear comes out he's just yeah. like looking at him you're just like man yes yeah, before he gets into the car right yeah he's just sitting there yeah but in this episode there's just like this like he's like totally like hopeless like he's helpless mm-hmm. like he can't do anything about it but he seems like he's starting to like snap out of it i'm a- i'm assuming that that we're going to see coop back like normal by the middle of the season so right. we're two episodes away from that um but we also mm-hmm. got now uh, the uh, little man. Oh, the... <laughs> that guy was so fun. Oh, I love his, uh, his theme song. Yes, he has a theme song. Uh, yeah, so that guy shows up, and uh, I was like, I'm like, oh, okay, Hitman. Like, David Lynch likes Hitman a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he, they show up in his stuff all the time, it seems. Yeah. Um, but this one, fuck, like, I didn't know. Like, I just started laughing, and then he just started fucking brutalizing this woman with an ice pick, and I was like, Yep. Oh, but like I still was laughing because just like how like abruptly violent it was, and uh, yeah, I think they set you up for that though because just before it happens, that fucking song plays, yes. and then you see him running down the fucking hallway. Yeah. It's hilarious. But, it, but it's like, oh shit, what's he gonna do? And then oh. Oh, he's just going to murder her, and then oh, this woman saw him. Mm-hmm. He's going to murder her too. Her too. And, and he's upset that he bent his ice pick on their I would be too. bones and ground. Yeah, so that was that was good. Um, and then there's I guess like the two big beats in this were the the, the continuing adventures of unnamed Richard Horn, um, and his uh. like his his uh, drug dealing exchange with uh, another cr- criminal scumbag. And it just reminds mm-hmm. me of how good David Lynch is at like creating criminal psychopaths and like just like yeah. just I don't know. There's like without, they're not super articulate or smart and like talking wise like you would in most mm-hmm. movies. They're like I don't know. There's like an intensity and like kind of irrationality that also uh, I think creates a bigger sense of violence happening at any moment. So the scenes just have yep. like a, like a real sense of like, I don't know what's going to happen. And that's really scary. And like, I don't know RJ, how many dealings you've had with the underworld, but when, whenever I've like, I don't know, kind of come any, any into any proximity with like these types of people, they kind mm-hmm. of have this vibe to them. That's like, I don't want it. Like they're like trying to be They actually try too hard to be nice and normal when they're talking to mm-hmm. civvies. And so like, this is like how they talk with one another. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like it wouldn't make, it doesn't make sense to it. I think a regular person, mm-hmm. why people would become involved in the crime in this particular level. 
and this violent mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I think it's an interesting thing that Lynch has done, like since like Blue Velvet, Lost Highway, mm-hmm. um, to depict criminals is like they, they don't make sense in a conventional right. way, but it makes sense within their own world, even when they do magic tricks with nickels. Mm-hmm. Well, ne- next time I re up from my supplier, I'll bring yeah. you along to see uh, to get the legit mm-hmm. legitimacy out of it. Uh, no, I, I know what you're talking. He, yeah. He, yeah. It's just another thing he does so, so well. So great. Uh, and yeah. hey, uh, I don't know if you caught this, but here's a hot take oh. for you. Harry Dean Stanton is old as fuck. You know what? I've been thinking that for 20 years. 20 years ago, Harry Dean Stanton was old as fuck. Now he's old as fuck. And in 20 more years, he's going to be old as fuck. Yeah. Um, he's going to live forever. Man, like, well, it's funny because, like, I think there's, like, the, the whole sequence with him, like, him smoking and, like, talking about how he's been smoking for 75 years. And, I'm like, that's basically David Lynch. I mean, because David Lynch, as oh, far yeah, as I yeah. know, he's still uh, smoking like a chimney. Uh, he is. And, I mean, Harry Dean and him are both doing just fine. Just fine, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so smoke them if you got them, kids. Uh, smoke. But, yeah, so I think, yeah, Harry Dean's then, like, I, I, I kind of saw him. And I didn't realize he was going to show up here. And I was like, oh, Wow, yep. I and mean, he looks like so much like people that live in southern Alberta. It's kind of ridiculous. Oh shit! Yeah, he, yeah. You just got to put a John Deere hat on him. Yeah, fuck. It's just it's there. Well, because he's in uh, that straight story as well, which also involves oh, a particular brand of tractor. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, yeah, that was all really good. And uh, your for your prediction of incoming doom was made true. So. Yep. And then uh, your uh, pick'em call about uh, Laura Dern's character mm-hmm. was there too. Well, because it's like, after you had mentioned that, I was like, no, they're not going to bring Diane into it. She's supposed to be left kind of ambivalent, but or like, it's this vague thing. But then, like, I read like an article and explaining, like, oh, they're going to have a scene together. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, she's Diane. <laughs> like, because there's no, there's yeah. no other character she could be in that, it, in the story. So, well, th- that, that's why I thought that. I was like, man, Laura Dern is like, Laura Dern and Kyle MacLachlan are David Lynch. Yeah. So it would make sense for her to be the opposite. Like I said, that was stupid, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I believe I read an interview and this is, I guess, spoilery, but I, I, I can't imagine anyone cares. Uh, I, I think Laura Dern just said like curse her and Kyle's scene. They talk about like Robins and then like, Oh, it's this blue, blue velvet. <laughs> so it's like, blue it's velvet. all, it's all going back to it. And, it's full uh, circle. Yeah, that's that's what it is. This is about just seeing the ravages of time. There's like that great shot of the uh, kind of the boss of the insurance company that uh, Dougie mm-hmm. works for, and like you see him standing beneath like the giant print of himself, like in his yeah. youth as a boxer. And again, mm-hmm. it's just like this like weird contrast of like, oh, that's what he used to look like, and now he looks like this, and like what's happened. And it's just like a reflection mm-hmm. again of this whole world that's uh, being built up week by week. Um, it yeah. sucks that we only get whatever 12 episodes more to go 12 more hours because like i don't know it's yeah. uh, I, I just love watching it even though like i'd say this may be like not like a super strong episode um yeah like, there's, there wasn't like a lot of like whoa big moments other than oh we got we got diane and uh but, i mean that's all it's yeah, all set up that, it, it kind of feels like mm-hmm. the next series of setups are happening right now they did set up a lot of stuff though i mean you had the coke deal gone or the drug dealer guy because there was that whole scene with the lady eating pie. She saw yep. some stuff. That'll be a big setup. We got Diane. We got the little man. Mm-hmm. We got the uh, Hawk. He was finding some stuff. Chad. We got we got fucking Chad. fucking Chad. Chad. Yeah. So there was all sorts of setup stuff. It'll 
we'll get there. But no, I agree with you. It's not like it's not the most standout one. Yeah. But it had Diane in it, so I I think they they knew it was a slower rep, so they're like, and, let's throw some more and, shit in and, there. And ice pick. And ice pick. Yeah. yeah. Although and, and, I was and also pretty... that and that also sets up that oh man, ice pick's coming for fucking Coop, and Coop is in no well, position to defend himself. He's coming for Dougie. Yeah. Big Doug. Yeah. No. Uh, I hear you. I feel you. Good. I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. I was thrown off by fucking Diane's hair. Oh, yeah. That was not the hair I thought she would have. No. So I don't know what that's all, though. Uh, wig? Disguise? That, well, that's what I thought. Yeah. I get, maybe she's undercover? Maybe. Maybe. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That Twin Peaks is still trucking along. But then last night, uh, after kind of feeling the high of watching Twin Peaks and thinking about David Lynch, I was like, you know, I think I should watch Racerhead again because it's been a while since I watched Racerhead, uh, and mm-hmm. I had I, had, I hadn't even cracked open my Criterion Blu-ray Racerhead, so I did mm-hmm. just that. Uh, I watched a couple of the short films on there because I hadn't seen those for a while. The sick, sick, the figures getting sick thing and uh, the alphabet. Mm-hmm. Just kind of had them on while I was getting ready to watch the Racerhead for that hour and a half. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Racerhead, boy, that movie just transports you to a a space that uh, doesn't exist. It's only, it's like, I don't know. It's such a full realization of filmmaking uh, in so many ways. Uh, David Lynch really, but when he made that for his first feature film, uh, he's like fully formed in every way. Um, Uh Yeah. I mean, everything's there. There's like still like visual references and stuff that like he still does in Twin Peaks, like the new series. Um, Mm -hmm. that floor that the Twin Peaks floor, uh, I think I was posting some of these on Instagram. There's like, um, when, uh, Henry's getting on the elevator that even like the way he's like holding his like books and bags and stuff like that is identical to how, uh, uh, Kyle McLaughlin is holding his arms when he's on the elevator. Mm -hmm. It's like crazy how similar it is. Uh, yeah. and then, yeah, like there's like the tree thing. Cause there's like the, the, the weird p- uh, planted tree that's in the bedroom of Henry's apartment. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yeah, that kind of resembles the evil tree stuff that represents the arm in Twin Peaks. Yeah. It's like, oh man, he's like still doing the same stuff kind of 40 years later and referencing all that stuff. So, I mean, I don't know how many directors kind of can draw on that and it doesn't seem like really too, uh, try hard. It seems like so natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started having crazy yeah. fan theories, RJ, about how our racer heads like uh, the dark future of uh, Twin Peaks. Like it's the it's not hmm. the it's not, not Twin Peaks, the town itself, but like the universe. It's a, it's world. a world where like the the dark, the Black Lodge inf- like has fully uh, infiltrated humanity. And it's like okay. what happens if good guys don't win? Uh, that's the world that you're mm-hmm. looking at. Uh, it, it, it kind of almost explains stuff, even though it's unexplainable. Oh, speaking of which, right. so yeah, in Twin Peaks, the new episode, there's like that fucking scene with the the hobo walking down the hallway in the hospital too. Oh yeah, yeah, that was so fucking rad. Yeah, it's so like ear, like it's a, it's actually like unsettling almost. Like I don't like saying that about like TV mm-hmm. or movies because I feel like whenever someone's like, oh, it's so scary, it's unsettling. It's like it's you 
watch yeah. it and you're like, no, it isn't. Yeah, it's you're like, like the, it's, the, it's like people mistake the intent of it being ups- unsettling rather than when David Lynch does it and he actually manages to unsettle yeah. you rather than oh he's trying yeah. to be creepy that's creepy it's like no he's just trying to be creepy and it doesn't work and then like then David Lynch mm-hmm. is like oh it's like this weird like low humming electronic sound and there's this fucking hobo just walking down you're like shit what's going to happen now oh god and it's just like he he pulls it off really well yeah especially because like you said too like where other people like are kind of like trying to contrive something that's that's creepy or like scary in a way it's like what if this happened but like i i'm, I'm just gonna go out on a limb because i think i know dave pretty good yeah i call i call him dave yeah i i, I call uh, him dl dl see well everyone has pet names you know yeah like we're so close to him that i feel like we can we can do these things but mm-hmm. uh so where other people like try hard to do that like to make that what it is uh i feel like dave he in his mind he was like it's just something that would happen. He'd be like, well, in this scene, a homeless man would be walking through yeah. the hallway. Well, and that and homeless and guy would be like, too. well, why is it? Clean? He's like, well, no, that's just what happens. Well, cause that's like the same homeless, <laughs> you know? that, that homeless guy though, too, is like, he is in the convenience or he's in that room above the convenience store. He was also in that, uh, prison cell like, oh. in the first episode. And when he just disappeared, like he's like, yeah, he's yeah. one of those, he's a entity. And uh, he just kind of shows up when the electricity starts humming. And yeah, like the the whole stuff with like David Lynch and like lamps in rooms and like the whole electricity thing, that's all in a racer head. Like it's all set there, ready to go. Um, And there's like these weird, like this, like the cosmology of the Lynch universe. Like there's like cancer cheeked woman, the man from another place, Mm -hmm. man in the radiator. There's just like all these um, figures that exist. And he he manages to pull it off really well. Uh, and like, just like how characters do not behave in his films the way that they do in the natural world. Like the one right. thing that uh, drives Chanel nuts watching uh, the Twin Peaks TV show right now is that like people are not suitably concerned about the state of Dougie <laughs> because it's like yeah. if, if a man was like in this state, wouldn't people mm-hmm. like be like, oh, you should be in the hospital. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, but that's sort of like, that's the thing. That's the, there, there, there wouldn't be these scenes if, that, if that's the way people behaved. And I think in Lynch verse, it's fine. Like Lynch, Lynch can make it work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like it was kind of what I was saying before too, where for, for one, Dougie is getting shit done. Mm-hmm. Like not only did he crack the case on Tom Sizemore, but he brought home, serious bank mr jackpot brought home serious bank for naomi watts so like i mean he's being weird but he's getting shit done and then i think too i think like maybe for for dave again i call him dave maybe for dave like the normal people are weird so like in a weird kind of thing where it's like if some guy's acting even stranger it's like well all normal people are weird like people do weird shit Mm mm-hmm I don't know. I'll call him on the weekend. I'll call him at home and I'll ask him what it means. You'll, you'll get this sussed out at yeah, your I'll, next, I'll uh, at your that. next, uh, transcendental meditation get together. Mm, mm, yeah. And we do uh, ayahuasca and shit in buckets for four days. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, catch the deep, d- dig deep down, catch the big fish, <sighs> the big fish. Yeah. Yeah. That's that quinoa fish, Jared. That's how he's, he looks so good at his age when he's got that sweet, Fucking glorious hair. Oh, yeah. All that quinoa and cigarettes. Mm-hmm. He's got good hair. He's got Some a of the best. Or fine, one of the best. Fine head of hair. 
Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so I mean, yeah, Racer Ed, uh, one day we'll talk about it on this show in more depth, but uh, Racer Ed is some good. And then, and then I did our, uh, our weekly creep. Oh. Our, our, our customary creep this week. We, we, so. we, our, uh, this will be our crossover. Uh, so, yeah. RJ, uh, I'm guessing that you're alluding to having watched Twin Peaks The Return Part 8. Uh, that part aired on uh, Sunday this week. The, the infamous part eight that shook the world. Yeah. So um, I had started seeing people like posting about Twin Peaks all of a sudden again. Because I'd say that the last like six weeks, had it had really died down on Twitter. It seemed like all the big interest that the show had in that first two-hour episode they did uh, yeah. was not there the following weeks. Mostly because they had pumped out all f- the first four episodes on the first night and a lot of people just binged it and watched it all and then they talked right. vaguely about it and not too specific terms and then no but no one talked about the show for three weeks and then when it came back it seemed mm-hmm. like people weren't posting about it too too much but then i saw like a ton of people posting about eight and i was like oh i guess i should get this out of the way before someone like accidentally spoils something for Ruined me it. like without yeah. me like expecting it so i went out of my way uh to watch that episode and i watched the hell out of that thing rj because oh yeah um uh, yeah, it's weird. Like, so, uh, as you know, and people who follow me on Letterbox know, I've been in a, the midst of a David Lynch rewatch, uh, mm-hmm. starting with Eraserhead the other week. And then I've been continuing on with it. I've watched Elephant Man, Dune, Blue Velvet. Uh, mm-hmm. uh I finished watching season one that I'd started a few weeks ago and I'm starting season two now, building up to Firewalk and then I'll finish off the last five of his movies. Yeah. Um and I like I've just been reminded how much I love David Lynch stuff just between like the TV show and like watching his movies again mm-hmm. that I hadn't seen in years and years. Like just right. uh how much Blue Velvet makes me laugh. <laughs> like everything about uh-huh. like Frank Booth is just like anytime Dennis Hopper's on the screen, I'm just like uh like giggling. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, like he yeah, he has one of my favorite, favorite lines in any movie I've ever yeah. seen when uh, he, he goes up to Kyle McLaughlin and he's like, what kind of beer do you like? And he's like, Heineken. And he's like, Heineken, fuck that shit. Paps, blue, ribbon. Yeah. And he's doing like finger jabs at him yeah. and stuff. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah. No. Baby, baby <laughs> wants to fuck. I love it. I think the thing that like I was laughing the most at was like the end of the movie where uh, – uh, it's like it's the it's the climax, and uh, Comic Lockdown's hiding in the closet, and then like oh yeah, uh, he he well, he tried to leave, but then uh, Dennis Hopper wearing the clear plastic mask disguise or whatever yep. it was, he 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 just appears and uh, he goes and hides in the closet, and then uh, Dennis Hopper arrives, and he's just like, you, you forgot about him, police dumber, you idiot, <laughs> just he's <laughs> like verbal berating him. How mm-hmm. I have the police radio, and just following him to the room. Oh, it's like his line readings are so good. <laughs> <laughs> he's awesome man yeah not since fishing with john has there been such a good performance not uh then uh dennis hopper is mr frank booth mm-hmm. yeah and my, our main man uh brad duriff is in blue velvet even he that is rules. yeah that's jack good, uh, there, yeah jack nance uh and those mm-hmm. jack nance and brad duriff also appear in dune mm. oh yeah that's true yeah. yeah they got some wild hair in that bad boy yeah they're uh they're baddies they're uh harkonians which are actually probably the most lynchian uh of the groups uh in the dune mm-hmm. movie what about uh, those sandworms uh sandworms are pretty cool yeah. um so yeah they're i don't know lynch. i'm not sure how much we want to talk about uh lynch at this or these movies i've rewatched, but uh it's up to you 
Uh, yeah, I, I think Dune gets a tough rap. I think Dune's yeah. like pretty okay. Uh, I'd say the first half is definitely kind of a slowy movie. Like it takes a long time for stuff to get going. But right. I, I I had the experience of like I, I started watching it quite late, and then like halfway through, I was just like, oh, I'm too, I'm going to fall asleep if I continue watching. So I stopped, picked mm-hmm. up back in the morning, and the second half when I picked up back in the morning, I enjoyed it immensely. I thought like it's just like there's so much. Uh, cool visuals and uh and actually the funny thing as i didn't realize was brian eno actually did one of these songs in dune uh just like the prophecy theme or something like that right and uh most of the score was done by the band toto uh Mm -hmm. doing its first and only movie score Hmm. uh sadly does not include africa Uh, oh it would have fit though uh, totes (laughs) Totes. Uh, and then, yeah, Elephant Man is uh, pretty good. It's a pretty good movie. Um, it's my know. favorite Lynch movie. Yeah, it, it's interesting because yep. the movie's like very unlynch too. Like it's it's a pretty straightforward movie. Uh, yeah. Almost, no, yeah, almost probably as straight as The Straight Story. <laughs> Ooh, shit. But uh, gross. yeah, and then Walded Heart is still like amongst my least favorite of his movies. Yeah, there's something off about that movie. Like, cause usually with the with the Twin Peaks movies or like mm-hmm. Twin Peaks movies, the David Lynch stuff, they, they're kind of even if like the world's kind of hostile or horrific or violent, it's a place that I, I enjoy spending time in. There's something about the Walled at Heart setting that is just like I don't know. Maybe I'm not much of like a um, south not south of the Roman. border, but like Arizona, like New Mexico kind of world, like that deep south kind of setting just kind of mm-hmm. i'm not a big fan of the story kind of is a mess and i didn't really get it uh the characters all are all kind of annoying and kind of suck uh other than uh willem dafoe being uh playing his own uh frank booth character i thought he did you know he wasn't even cast in that he just showed up one day and started doing stuff <laughs> well it's a true story there you go and yeah. also uh fishing with john alumni <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, everything's connected on this show. Mm-hmm. Everything we do. Yeah. Because it's, it's a circle. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, I've just been rewatching Twin Peaks. And boy, when David Lynch directs an episode, you can tell there's a big difference. Oh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so Twin Peaks Part 8. Uh, it starts off like picking up where the previous episode left off with uh, Evil C, Mr. C, uh, leaving prison with the guy yeah. that he was there to in the first place to go kill. And mm-hmm. then things go astray, and Mr. C winds up shot dead. And then, like, weird ghostly hobo men come out of nowhere yeah. in, like, weird slow motion uh, haunting style. And they start, like, eating him or cannibalizing him or repairing him or something, something. something, and, something. and then the one guy runs away. And then we get a... The Nine Inch Nails concert. Yeah. Which goes like, I think a little too long. It's definitely like my song. It was definitely my least favorite part of the episode because it just seemed like it was there. Like, it was just like, oh, this is the best place to put this segment. And then Mr. C's comes back to life. So that's still going. And then the rest Mm -hmm. of the episode is this, um, I guess you could call like, J.J. Uh, Abrams slash uh, Damian Lindelhoff style like mythos dump of information, but via like the filter of David Lynch. 
where the birth uh, it's, like, of evil? It's, it's the most like uh, it's probably as much information as you're ever going to get on the black mm-hmm. lodge stuff and like the whole people like spirit world and what the hell is going on but, but it's like but it's like you don't get any answers at the end of the day but it yeah. is a like i don't know 40 minute long visual feast with like no dialogue um, mm-hmm. It kicks off with an atomic explosion that the camera drives toward. Then we fly into the heart of a nuclear explosion. Um, mm-hmm. I guess like all the graphics uh, you see have been done either by Lynch or by the guys who worked on Cosmos. Right. So you get a lot of explosions and implosions and atoms being split, all that sort of visual flair. Uh, and then you get to see a convenience store and hobos again mm-hmm. and uh and then we get to see uh the giant right we, we get to see a fat lady who i believe has not sung yet and ah. yeah <laughs> that's my hot take and then we see mm-hmm. a giant blowing out space dust that turns into an orb that has uh, Laura Palmer's visage in it that gets sent to Earth. Mm-hmm. And then we get a second segment that's kind of like a throwback to 1950s science fiction movies. Yeah. Um, in, including like digitized or digitized voiced horror hobo men mm-hmm. uh, pulling like Lucio Fulci style head grasps that just cause yeah. people's heads to cave in. Um and yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah, and then of course, obviously, there's kind of the frog, reptile, insect, rabbit thing that you mm-hmm. see crawl into someone's mouth. Uh, if you've been following Instagram, uh, I went a little crazy posting, mm-hmm. uh, comparing, contrast, and finding visual similarities in David Lynch movies uh, right. all weekend. And of course, like one of the things I noticed was like it's a uh, being in a bed is like one of the worst places you could be in a David Lynch movie, and this episode sh- showed that once again. <laughs> do you, do you think he's trying to make a metaphor for like the security of like being in bed and sleeping, or the false security? <laughs> uh, I think he might be RJ. I think he might nice. be nice. Um, you get him, Davy. Yeah, and he likes floating people. He likes oh, fuck yeah. bad things happening in beds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on in those flicks. And it, it's just incredible how much of uh, this episode like is a, comes back to Eraserhead. Because like, there's like this oh, one yeah. shot of like this weird floating kind of reptile thing in the blackness that like shoots out its intestines that mm-hmm. uh, has a, a bob orb in it. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my, that little floating reptile thing that looks exactly like a grown up version of uh, uh, Henry's baby in a racer head. Oh, Jared, see that's why that's why we do this show so you can have well, the insight like that. Well, I've been like, I, I have it like on my uh, iPod ready to be posted, but I, I don't want to be that guy spoiling stuff on Twitter and people will accidentally come yeah. across it because I'd prefer people go into that episode not knowing mm-hmm. at all what's going to go into it and so here we are talking yeah. about it um i think it's been enough time it's been uh four days i i'm gonna give you the green light to just go right. ahead but uh no i didn't even piece that together but maybe your prediction 
about Eraserhead being the possible future of the Black Lodge t- taking over. I, maybe you, maybe that's got some holds water. Uh, see, I don't think that's where they're going because there's like, but there's like weird visual stuff. Like but that, that's uh, like, like a what if. Yeah, this is like because I mean timeline was I'm not sure how that would all work out, but there's yeah. some straight like there's like this like because even um, when Henry kills the little his baby. Uh, mm-hmm. in Eraserhead like it's it's also it's in a bed it's in the baby's bed and it's like yeah. this like dismembered little thing and like it, it happens is like these kind of moments of extreme violence have created rifts like because mm-hmm. that's what happens in Lost Highways there's like a rift there right um, I don't know I don't know what to make of it I I so one of the things I find though super annoying is going online and trying to like see oh is there any like intelligent conversations about Twin Peaks going on and nope. um, all I see is a lot of people who like make quippy remarks about how oh man people whose job it is to review this show or have their work cut out for them oh they must be dreading being the person who has to write this up first but I'm like this is like a dream for a person to write up about yeah. this because you can't be wrong and you get to mm-hmm. like really like I mean fuck like what what television show is out there right now that are like making something that is so like you can actually respond to you can actually like talk yeah. about like thoughts and experiences of watching this and like being wow yeah. I was here to watch this for the first time and uh, mm-hmm. like I don't know what to experience like all this it's like I, my mental images were like first is like man showtime just signed off on this and let david lynch do whatever the fuck he wanted like they really did like there's because that episode would never air anywhere Mm -hmm. anywhere in a million years and they Mm -hmm. just they give him carte blanche and this episode proves that um right and then the other thing was like oh it's like david lynch has like loaded us up on a bus and he's like i'm gonna drive this right off a cliff and you're gonna go on for a ride, and because who knows, yep. who knows where it goes from here? Like I don't even know if you, I don't know. Then I saw people making like hyperbolic comments, like this is like the greatest moment in television history I've ever seen. Blah blah blah. And it's like okay, now you're doing this like a real disservice. Like I I wouldn't even yeah. call it the greatest thing I've ever seen in television. I definitely would say that was really interesting. <laughs> like that yeah. there's like nothing quite like it. Um, but once you start, when you start declaring things like that, that's when you get the backlash, RJ. Uh, yeah. And I actually, I, I know what you're talking about. I did see a headline to a, a fucking review, and it said, David Lynch just declared war on uh, recappers. Uh, and I was just like, fuck off. Because, <laughs> like, what you said, too, which is, like, if this episode doesn't evoke, like, a, rea- a response in you, like, to talk about, it doesn't, you don't have to explain what happened. But if you can't talk about the episode, then maybe you weren't watching it, or, like... Maybe you're just a bad person. <laughs> well, I saw on the um, on Facebook they like the Twin Peaks page like has been posting yeah. their oh you can watch this clip again and then it's like got like hundreds of comments and I just like click on those to see oh let's see what people are saying and there's mm-hmm. of course there's like the people who are like l- l- gushing and losing their minds and other people are saying that was like this show sucks like what a disappointment this has been I can't stand this but they're still mm-hmm. watching every week. Um, and then there's people arguing, and there's like one woman that just kept going around saying, "I feel like it's too drug out. It's it just drags on." And I'm like, "Well, come on." Yeah, I mean, like, if if someone was to come up to this and say, "Oh, it's a little indulgent," I just laugh at them. I'm like, "Oh, well, of course it is. Like, it's super yeah. indulgent. Like, that's fine." I mean, does it work? I mean, I don't know why people want this like crisply edited stuff all the time. I mean, if you do, you could go back and watch like older david lynch stuff which are actually really tightly edited um Mm -hmm. actually i'd say he's like he like historically speaking he was really good at editing i think now he doesn't care about it so much (laughs) i think i think he's fine with like some experimentation and like being a little bit looser with it yeah Um, 
I've talked a lot about this episode. So what, what, did, what did you think, RJ? What was your experience watching uh, this episode of television? Sing- single greatest moment in television history. <laughs> and I'm saying that with an underbite. Ooh. No, I, I loved it, man. I thought it was a great fucking episode. Yeah. Um, for a lot of the reasons you said, I, I didn't make uh, some of the connections that you did. But um, what the one thing I, I dug about it the most is just a mark on David on all his stuff, I think, in general, is, like, what you were saying is, like, maybe his editing's more loose, but I think the way he does, like, sound editing, which is, like, not, like, that's nothing new. He's always been, like, even in a racer head, like, the way he approaches, like, sound and, like, Mm -hmm. what he includes in his movies is so fucking, like, it's, it's so different and it's, like, so... Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It fucking it blows you away. Like I was watching this episode, and when he plays around with like uh, going forward and going back with like the static men, like the hobos, oh, yeah. when they're like going back and yeah. forward, and then he plays around with the sound that's included in there, and then uh, like it's just it's stuff it, you it's stuff that like you don't ever see anywhere, mm-hmm. and it's so I think it is it's really special like. Yeah, no, that, no one's. Even, yeah, no one pays attention yeah. to sound design like him. I don't think. Yeah, it's it's so good. And then even like the obvious parts too, like when the nuke goes off, and then there's just that like that like uh, noise or those people. It's like, ah! like you that, know that like that, really that, dooming kind of. That's sound. so. That sound is actually uh, that's actually a piece of music that uh, I can't remember what it was. It was like music written as a dedication to the victims of Hiroshima. <laughs> Oh, oh shit. So, so it actually is like incredibly apt for what it was. And it's yeah. like, I mean, and then it just keeps going and going and going that like piercing drift. Oh man, that, that was just amazing. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that my, my biggest takeaway was that holy fuck, my, my like, holy fuck does David Lynch know how to do sound? And I mean, that's not news. He's always done yeah. that. Yeah. I've seen, so, I saw a few people like freaking out online saying like they watched the episode with headphones on, <laughs> like, and oh. they're like saying like, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I could see that. Um, no, I thought that was great. It, and it's like, uh, well, often the case with David Lynch is like his stuff plays out like horror, like the way, like it's that slow build up to things. And then you get hobos fucking cr- crushing people's skulls with their gross hobo fingers. Mm-hmm. And then you got the uh, the people in the uh, the big house out in the water with that Laura Palmer orb. And I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just all the images and stuff like what you're saying. You're just you're sitting there and you're just like, oh, man, <laughs> this is good stuff. And you just watch it and then yeah. it ends and you're like, oh, I hope there's more of that. Yeah. I mean, but, well, you, know what, you know what the real boner is, though, RJ? Oh, no. There's no new episode next week because it's a holiday I, weekend. I heard. But you know what? This is a great moment for a lot of people out there. And I know one in particular. Uh, this is a great moment to catch up on David Lynch stuff. Any of the movies you've never seen or anything that you've been looking to get into, mm-hmm. this is the time to do it. Because he, he goes out on a fucking bang. I guess this is like their semi-mid-season break, yeah, kind of. So, yeah, you catch up on Lynch stuff or kind of get ahead of whatever you were you want to do to bring you back here. But, yeah, that's, that is a real boner. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I was going to ask you, because you brought it up once before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have two things for you. Is the 18 episodes, is that it? Like, has, has he said there's nothing else? I'm pretty sure that is it. 
Like, I, like, because if he ends it, I'm sure he'll end it on, like, the way he wants it to be. And, like, I wouldn't really expect anything else. I just wasn't sure. And then I was also going to ask, do you know how well it's doing? Okay. Like, with with Showtime and, and all that? Like, are, are people actually subscribing to Showtime? So, I was looking at this, and uh, it was on Wikipedia and their ratings. So, like, the first episodes, like, the first two episodes, they aired at the same time. And they did, like, whatever, like, a... a a 0.5 rating, which I think right. for Showtime is fine. And then they were way down for the third and fourth episode because they aired them on TV for, or they put them online like a week early to get people right. to subscribe. So this is all television ratings. And then the f- four, fifth and sixth episode were like in that two point, like 0.25 range. I have no idea how this episode mm-hmm. did. Um, I could find out, but I, I have no idea if there's going to be more. Like I, I've been thinking about that. Uh, if it's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Cause I, I, I wanted to ask, cause I wasn't sure like how the actual, I like, think this is it though. Current rate current. Yeah. That's yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ha- like what I think you said before. I'm glad we got it at all. So yeah, that, that's awesome. Uh, but because yeah, I was wondering how the actual ratings were doing because you know, too, once this fucker gets released on like Blu-ray or something, it's uh, I imagine it, people buy the fuck out of it. I'm gonna buy it. And I don't buy anything. Yeah. Like when when they release the return on Blu-ray uh, as a okay. as a big pack. So I'm looking. I'm looking here. Doing some deep dive. Uh, according to U.S. viewers. So, yeah, the first two episodes uh, did, did a 0. 0.5. Three and four did a 0. 0.195, which is pretty bad. Um, and But that's because they gave them away online for free. So, like, why would people right. watch it a second time? But it tells you how many people are watching stuff online to how many people are watching stuff on like when it airs mm-hmm. uh, and then five, six, seven, eight, they're all in that 2.5 or 0. 0.25, 0. 0.27, uh, 0. 0.29. So episode seven actually did the best of the current episodes. And then hmm. uh, yeah, part eight did a 2.46. So it did the second worst. So we'll, we'll, see, we'll, we'll see what happens in two weeks when it comes back. Oh, but guess, oh, hey, that's, that's interesting news. Uh, the last two episodes will air is one on one night. Part seventeen oh, nice. and eighteen will be. It'll be September third is the end of this show. So September third, well, yeah. Mark your fucking calendars. Maybe we'll have a podcast on that day. Yeah, uh, that'll be a long weekend for us. That's Labor Day weekend. I don't want to adhere to. All oh, right, you don't have a job. Things like that. Hey, <laughs> shut up, nerd. Classic. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, Twin Peaks rules. Like I mentioned maybe already on here, I've just continued watching Twin Peaks Season 2. Uh, it's 22 episodes. It's a lot of episodes. Uh, and there's like a real, like, there's almost like three chapters to how chapter or how Season 2 plays out. Because the first mm-hmm. uh, nine episodes are kind of like the rest of the, like, who killed Laura Palmer story. And it pays yeah. off with... Um, the death of Leland Palmer. Um, and then after he dies, there's like the next chapter, which is like where the show didn't know what to do for like the rest of its season. And so there's about like 
six episodes, seven episodes of them like trying to figure out what's what, like where they're going. And so there's a lot of filler and like finding things to do with the various actors and characters that they've got. And it really hits a low point with, I think it's like episode 20 or something like that. It's like, it's pretty tough. It's hard to like even bother watching it. Like, cause it's 46 minutes of like nothing important is happening. Yeah. I was going to say, is that the, uh, the pine weasel debacle? That's even after the pine. Pine weasels after oh, that. Oh fuck! Really? So like, yeah, pine weasels. Like at least there's like other stuff happening when they introduced mm-hmm. the pine weasel. Um, but no, because that's like still like because that that the high tide. I think I posted an image of it, and I think I refer to it on Instagram as the nadir of like Twin Peaks season two. Yeah. It's like you had like you had Josie in her maid costume. Uh, you yep. had um, you had uh, Horn uh, Richard Horn in his uh, Confederacy outfit. Um, I gotta find it because it's uh, I can't even. Oh yeah, there's also like the little Nikki thing. Well, where uh, Dick and uh, Andy are both uh, like trying to like compete for um, what's her name? Oh like, right, because like, she's pregnant, and so like they're like, oh, yeah. let's, let's take this like orphan child, and like bad things happen around the orphan child. And there's this bit where like Andy's like staring off into space, imagining little Nikki as a little devil in like a projected yeah. little thing. It's just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, what show am I watching? There's like the mm-hmm. shit with James on his fucking motorcycle. <sighs> And what's awesome with him is he just vanishes. He just finally leaves in the last few episodes. And it's yeah. it's, it's just a sigh of relief because he's, like, pretty bad. <sighs> and then there's also yeah. um, um, the, uh, the, the the waitress who owns the diner. Her, like, mother's – like, her mother's the food critic. And she's <laughs> married to the guy oh, who, yeah. who's, like uh, – he's, he's, like, a degenerate gambler who's hiding his, like uh, – the fact that he was in prison and knows yeah. Hank – uh, and mm-hmm. all the stuff with him, he just is like, what is, who is this guy that they've just introduced into the show? Like you didn't need him. And then on top of that, you also have Nadine and her amnesia story where she thinks she's in high school. Oh, right. And she's got yeah. super strength and she's like really like into boning with Mike and she joins the wrestling team. And like, mm-hmm. that's all like one, there's like one episode where that's like all happening. And then like in the background, it's like, oh, and then like, uh, Jean Renault is trying to kill, uh. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin. He's trying to kill Dale Cooper, and it's like he's trying to get mm-hmm. him to Canada because he had a guy pretend to be a Mountie, and it's all the same fucking episode. And it's like this sucks. Like this is like when people talk about season two being bad, they're only referencing mm-hmm. like those like that weird period of time where they didn't know what to do because uh, they solved the mystery, and they're just like, well, we got twenty two episodes, uh, and we've only done nine so mm-hmm. far, so fill it in. And then you get to the end, which is like pretty awesome. Like the end of that, oh, fuck yeah, yeah, and it's just like because I mean, oh, what a surprise! David Lynch returned to direct it, and uh, I mean, he ties up some crazy like loose ends. There's like the one character I forgot about, uh, Del Wibbler. He's like the bank manager, where because like there's the whole thing where uh, he, he it's so obscure, but it's like when you watch it now, you're like, yep, this is like the most season three stuff that you could imagine because this is like old, barely mobile man just like slowly making his way across like a bank very slowly as characters come in and he's supposed to do things and the camera just follows him around and like mm. he just walks around in the frame and it's like yeah this is like something david lynch would shoot uh like right now and people are like isn't that broom scene weird from the new show <laughs> like that's what it's what he's doing and he was doing it in 1991 <laughs> I was going to say, hasn't he always done that? Like, hasn't he always done weird stuff? Well, this is, but it's like kind of like almost a duration kind of 
pushing. Oh, like, it's I like, see. Because the shots yeah. go for so long. Um, yeah. I liked it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's like when people complain no, about I, I stuff Some now, people don't. they're like, uh, yeah. oh, this is, I don't like this. And it's like, well, this was what his show was always like. It's just that uh, when you watch like Fire Walk With Me, which kind of like, I have to watch that and I'll probably watch it tonight um, yeah. and do Dang. that rewatch. Uh, that will... We'll see, because it seems like he kind of like he cut out so much of the fat from that original like three and a half hour version he had, and then I've yep. talked about that already. Like, what are the special features that you watch and you go, yeah, you didn't need that in the movie, but like it builds like the season three stuff definitely builds more on Fire Walk with me as far as like most of the Tim Twin Peaks characters aren't there anymore; they're just background characters. It's all kind of not. Mm-hmm. It's it's all um, window dressing to like the the main thrust of like the the mythos of that Mark Frost David Lynch universe. The main thrust, huh? Yeah. Like a penis into a vagina, perhaps. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Yeah, so I have found my twin, my David Lynch uh, rewatch very rewarding, RJ. Um, I'm happy. I'm drawing a lot out of things. I'm finding things I didn't see before. Uh, It's been really good. Uh, yeah, so yeah, Twin Peaks was a good episode. I finished I finished uh, my David Lynch run. Ah, yeah, and what did you learn from rewatching all of the work of did Mr. David I, Lynch? I can't remember. Had I did I talk about Twilight, uh, Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me last week? Uh a, maybe a little okay. bit. Well, yeah. So that's his best movie that I think he's mm-hmm. made. I think that, that movie I love it. Uh um, Interesting. It's my favorite of his. I wouldn't say uh-huh. it's, I, 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 I wouldn't say it's his best movie. I'll say it's my favorite. Um, yeah, that's fair. But that movie's really good. Uh, rewatched Lost Highway for the first time in a very long time, and watching it in widescreen on the DVD that's only available currently for it. I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever seen that movie in widescreen because for a long time it was only ever available in like full frame on like VHS, and then even like the one DVD that kicked around for a while was pan and scan only. So watching it now, uh, look as close to proper as possible was different and i don't know if it necessarily helped the movie but also like i see some of the problems of the movie like it's 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 another movie that he co-wrote with barry gifford who we also did uh wild at heart which is like my right. second least favorite of his movies um mm-hmm. but like there's so many good visuals and stuff like that in that in lost highway um uh, everything with mystery man robert blake is just like fucking awesome uh, like he is real life creep robert blake well yeah but like man like he is like so good like what a what a character what a presence mm-hmm. the way everything in that shot it's like so memorable and like there's like some really great moments that make up for the fact that lost highway is a weaker one but i still like mm-hmm. i i think about that movie's visuals and music so much that it's like hard for me to even like judge it too harshly so it's up there but like mm. all of all of Lynch's stuff's up there for me uh then re- rewatched Mulholland drive which i was actually surprised mm-hmm. that it's like i used to i thought of it for like a long like it's been a while since i'd watched it and uh rewatching it this time i went went in was like no this is like the distillation of everything lynch this is like the thing that he yeah. aimed for because like i think that was like roger ebert's review of Mulholland drive because this is like the only movie that like ebert really liked of his everything mm-hmm. else he never was a fan of or had problems with and he yeah, thought this ebert was like sucks well e- ebert really liked this uh but one of the one of the keys of, of understanding roger ebert's psyche is that he loves lesbians and he loves lesbian <gasps> sex scenes so Damn. this movie has one of them, and so ergo four stars. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, well, is it, isn't that the reason he gave Small Soldiers four stars? Well, yeah, the Joe Dante film. Yeah, with David Cross. Yeah, and Phil Hartman. 
Yeah, of yep. course. Yeah. Classic. Classic. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I thought because uh, before I had watched all these, you had always told me Mulholland Drive was the, mm-hmm. the pinnacle, yep. the culmination of all things Lynch. I did. I did. So I saved it for second last, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think I went in all, almost uh, order. Yeah. Almost like the correct order. In I order think there was maybe. Release. Yeah, <laughs> I think maybe. Spine. I think maybe I did uh, Wild at Heart before Blue Velvet. Sure. But uh, whatever. Who cares about that? I think for the most part, I did it in, mm-hmm. in chronological order. And then, yeah, I, I did Muhammad and I was like, whoa, this is super good. And then I watched Inland Empire and I was like, whoa. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Um, we'll get there. So, yeah, Mulholland Drive. Uh, yeah, it's like there's like the weird thing with like Naomi Watts's performance where she's kind of like bad for the first half. But it's sort of like if, right? it's right, and that's the thing with Lynch movies is you always have to like keep that in your mind. It's like there's like weird intentional bad acting, and it's like right. because because in the same movie she completely like she does that scene where she's like being the actress and she's like wow yeah. she, that was really intense and good. And she's like wow wow I'm so goofy, and then there's the second half of the movie where she's like oh that was like her idyllic character in her dream. And now this is what she's like. And it's like, it's like this formal, like it's this naturalistic performance. I, I don't think you can spoil a movie that's like 15 years old. Uh, I, I know, I know a few people who haven't seen. Well, they don't care then. They don't care. You're trying. Um, so this trying. is a movie that I remember people at one point were like, this movie is so weird and confusing. I don't even know what's going on. But mm-hmm. I've, there was like a, in the original DVD that came out, it had like David Lynch's 10 clues. And mm-hmm. if you read, if you read that and it like kind of just clarifies a couple things, this movie is actually pretty straightforward. I mean, there's like stuff that doesn't make sense that's thrown in there. And like, it's like this sort of dream logic to it but for the most part he ties up all his loose ends which is incredible because as everybody knows if you read wikipedia or remember the production history of this movie uh it started off as a television show uh they they shot a pilot and abc went nope and then david lynch took it and made a whole movie out of it and which is kind of funny that it then turned out to be like one of his best movies or like a lot of people consider it as like masterpiece which is like, oh, that's kind of funny considering it started off as just a TV show. And like, I really am curious what that show would have been. It would have been canceled in one season anyway. Um, so it's probably better that it yeah. wound up the way it does. But I'm like, it's one of those movies that I'm just shocked at how like breezy it is. Like, mm-hmm. I remember like I, like the, the, the big change, the shift in the story is like at the halfway mark, like or even like an hour and a half or so in. And it's like almost two and a half. And right. then it's like, oh, shit. Like this movie's like already almost over, and like there's scenes that I thought happened way later, and they're like the second or third scene in, like the Winky scene with the mm-hmm. the, the man in the back be- behind the restaurant thing. I thought that was later, but it's like no, it's the third scene, and it's like whoa, like I had like my memory mm-hmm. of it had really shifted in a lot of ways. But yeah, yeah, I mean, like after like watching everything, I mean, I'd put it, it's below like a lot of his stuff. Like um, for me, like Twin Peaks, Firewalk Me, it's the top of the peep and then below mm-hmm. that i'd probably have a racer head because like there's like ap- there's no movie like it uh it's still mm-hmm. like pretty amazing that this thing exists uh blue velvet i actually forgot how good I, how good that movie is and how much i enjoy it and like how uh otherworldly uh dennis hopper's performance as frank booth is like it's so good oh, yeah. uh there's like mm-hmm. nothing quite like it um and then yeah i guess like like Mulholland drive is like kind of below those for me 
Uh, but it's like, oh, they're all good. Like these are all like, I mean, this is me splitting hairs of like, I think these movies are all like five star bangers. And uh, it's just splitting hairs of like, what would I like at a drop of the hat pop into the Blu-ray player to watch tonight kind of thing. And hmm. that's where I would put it. It's not a movie I would rush out to buy or wash out, rush out to recommend or watch. If I was going to like, I'm in a David Lynch mood, I'm going to watch this. Because I'd even right. say like the Twin Peaks pilot twin peaks as a broader project i think is more interesting than maholland drive in some ways but the maholland drive score is really good like listening to it again it's got like it's some of uh angelo bandalamente's uh best stuff but Ooh. he's uh the, the the composer no can you say his name again angelo bandalamente nice yeah he's he's incredible uh, he he brings his game. Actually, it's like really neat because I also watched Straight Story. I completely skipped over Straight Story. Um, yeah, you jerk. So Straight Straight Story is just like good. It's like I like it. It's yeah. a good movie. Uh, but I mean, it's so um, it's way less interesting to talk about than his other work. Yeah, but but it's still like it's a good movie. Uh, and it's like all his crew is there. And I mean, if people don't know this somehow, uh, Straight Story is his Disney movie that he made mm-hmm. based on the true story of. Alvin Strait and his journey across from, uh, was it Wisconsin to Iowa or something like that? Yeah. On the back of a tractor, uh, hauling ass across the prairies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie, the music in that is amazing. Uh, it, it looks great. Uh, it's basically looks, it's basically our neck of the woods. Like we live yeah. in an area that looks exactly like this. I've read a couple mm-hmm. of like weirdly patronizing letterbox reviews mentioning how this movie makes them feel really nostalgic. And I'm like, this isn't nostalgia. Ow. Like it's like, but the thing is, with these yeah. people from people who live in like Los Angeles, and it's like they don't uh. they, they they forget that uh, it's like ah, uh, there's that urban thing, or it's like ah, uh, yeah, you know, people do still live like this, right? <laughs> like this is actually pretty yeah. pretty genuine. Um, and David Lynch like grew up in Montana, so mm. you know he, that he he did he did he's based in this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I love David Lynch. Even like what I consider is like weakest key period like movie which is wallet heart none nothing holds a candle to his worst film uh which was the last thing that he made for like the, the, 10 years ten until years. uh twin peaks uh the return and that's inland yeah. empire and i watched that movie once uh the like within a week of it coming out on dvd and i excitedly mm-hmm. popped it in because it had been like uh since maholland drive there hadn't been a new david lynch thing he'd been working on his website and making like his meteor all his yeah his weather report stuff he's yeah. selling coffee and it's like ridiculously priced just this obtuse website totally like just vanishing up his own ass but we're like oh cool he's got this movie mm-hmm. it's like inland empire a woman in trouble and it's like that sounds <gasps> incredible it's like a pol- like Polish ghost story and like Justin yep. Theroux's in there and like everyone's coming back. He's uh, He's got his whole crew. But at the time, I didn't notice one thing that had changed and happened at the time this movie came out was that David Lynch. So quick fact, David Lynch has been married four times. Mm-hmm. Um, his third marriage was to his film editor, Mary Sweeney, who he'd worked with for many, many years. And like he produced some of his best work with Mary Sweeney. Um and they got married the year this movie came out and they got divorced the same year and they no longer mm-hmm. work together. And they, she did not work on Inland Empire. Uh, and she's not working on Twin Peaks, The Return, which kind of answers so, sort of like the openness, we'll say, of the the pacing of uh, the current incarnation of Twin Peaks. But okay. Inland Empire, 
man, I watched that movie the first time and I was like, that movie bummed me out. It wasn't good at all. Like it doesn't have any mm-hmm. of the qualities I like of David Lynch whatsoever. And it's been like 10 years since I watched it. And I really never wanted to watch it again. But, you know, this is my like probably the last chance I'm going to watch all of David Lynch's movies anytime soon. I'm like, well, yep. maybe my opinion of it's changed. Maybe I'm a little bit more woke, RJ. Maybe my uh, oh, my, uh, no. my mind's expanded. And I'm like, yeah, I'm totally, I'm going to get this this time. And I'm going to see this movie that others also see, according to Letterboxd, that say that this is like amongst their favorite David Lynch movies. And that's like one of his best movies, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, I watched this last night. And uh, yeah, it's like worse than I remember um, wow, it's it, it is this shit, man. It is shit. I I fucking mm-hmm. hate this thing. Uh, it's like I don't even I can't believe he made this and he was so excited about like digital technology because if you look oh, at, if you look yeah. at like all of his stuff, his movies are like generally pretty beautiful to like just like well shot, well like everything's really well composed and like really memorable. Um, and so like this goddamn Inland Empire. Ugh. It just, God, how do you put it? It just the the it's the the audio mastering's bad. Like all, it seems like everything's been like underrecorded, which is because he was shooting it all on like crappy digital cameras. It's sh- like there's bits where it's like literally handheld and like just shaky, and so it's like okay, so this is like amateurish stuff happening. Um, Laura Dern, like who, like I think after this movie, David Lynch decided like, ah, she's my muse, and uh, that became enough for people. And then people started saying, oh, I love Laura Dern too. But it's like Laura Dern isn't that amazing. People like to say that she's great, but she's fine. And in this, I don't know. Like uh, there just came a point watching this thing where I'm like, this movie isn't worth me watching for three hours, and I gave up. And I stopped watching it uh, because life's too short. And it's like, if I'm going to spend three hours watching something, I could watch anything that exists in this planet except for this movie because it's just not worth your time. I hate it. Um, It's just, (laughs) I can't even, uh, it it frustrates me. Um, And like, it's weird because like, I've I've seen online people seem to like like this movie more than I do, um, and then there's some people who are like I want to like this. It's like or it's, I I dream to it. I watch it while I half fall asleep, and <laughs> I just like oh you're a liar. Why are you lying to me? So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh-huh, so uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah. It wasn't R J wasn't out of the room at all, and no. Nope. Uh, Nope, not at all. So anyway, uh, RJ, you've seen Inland Empire once before. Um, and I think you went in with me saying, RJ, this movie sucks and you're not going to oh, yeah. like it. And uh, I think that- Yeah, that movie it, blows. Yeah. I, it, yeah, it's worse than, like, I can't, I don't even want to rate it, like, how much I dislike this movie. Because it's like, to me, it's mm-hmm. like not worth watching at all. Like, it, because, yeah. It, uh, yeah, it's it stinks. Yeah, so a good, a good, a good uh, little- buffer there I guess, or not buffer i can't think anyways you you told me it sucks so i was going in thinking that but i watched it with roommate scott who mm-hmm. watched a bunch of the lynch movies with me like almost all of them actually i think uh except for the straight story we watched them all together and um i didn't tell him that you thought it sucked and then when we finished he was just like holy fuck he's like i will never watch that thing again <laughs> it's so long it looks horrible yeah. like uh, yeah that that movie blows yeah real yeah, bad yeah. it's it's just like the i remember when i watched it i was like 
it's like he made a really shitty version of Mulholland Drive. Mm-hmm. Like, because yeah. he, yeah. he liked Mulholland Drive so much and he like tried to do it again, like but themes. he made a really bad one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That that's pretty well. That was the bigger disappointment too. It's like he just like remade like all his movies, but he did it worse. Like everything's badly made in this thing. And I, yeah. I just don't get it. There's no justifying it. <sighs> yeah. Well, I, uh, I was talking with uh, my buddy today. Uh, my friend who's <laughs> my friend you, you know you just like you went and I'm like oh your coke, oh, your coke buddy <laughs> my coke buddy no sorry I uh, I had a whisker in my nose oh, okay. a little whisker right. no I was talking to my friend today who's uh, currently going through the Lynch stuff and um, uh, he was talking about how good the new Twin Peaks is mm-hmm. and he was like he's like I'm he was also really bummed out that it's gonna end soon but he's like man that would be a real fucking like a blowout way to end your career if that's like all he does if he just ends with this the mm-hmm. way it's been going i was like well thank god because if he had ended on inland empire like people would have been so bummed out like <laughs> if that was the last one right so yeah no that movie that movie sucks yeah it's it's it, really bad yeah it, it, it's kind of like to me it's like oh it's great that you can obviously point to his worst movie like it's just like yeah, yeah. no that, that's it over there people say oh yeah. dune it's like no no dune dune's like okay dune, dune, yeah dune's dune, not that bad yeah dune's not bad um it's just yeah inland empire don't 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 um, don't so the other, one of the other things I watched was uh, I, after like all this David Lynch talk and reading about it, I was like, hmm, you know, I wonder like because he's got his whole like David Lynch foundation and his like he's yeah. really thrown his hat into the uh, transcendental meditation movement. I'm like, I wonder if there's any documentaries about the transcendental meditation because honestly, mm-hmm. I don't know much about them other than the Beatles got into it like back in the 60s. Um, right. So I typed in Transcendental Meditation, was snooping around, and I came across this documentary called David Wants to Fly. And I was like, oh, okay, what's this? So I read the line of synopsis, and I was like, whoa, this sounds exactly like what I'm looking for. So Mm -hmm. what this documentary is, RJ, is uh, it came out in 2010, uh, and it's this guy, this David fella, uh, he's a German film student, just recently graduated, and he wants to like make a movie. He wants to like get in the film industry, and he wants to start making stuff. Um, right. And one of his favorite directors, as told by the posters he's put up in his apartment, uh, is David Lynch. He loves that David mm-hmm. Lynch, and he's, he loves his movies. And he's like, kind of like, oh, I want to be like David Lynch. He's so great. What a great surrealist he is. I, where does he get his ideas? Oh, he doesn't like do a lot of public stuff, but he's going to be at this transcendental meditation thing in Iowa, which is where like the headquarters of the TM movement is based out of mm-hmm. in the middle of the prairies. Um, this like TM or BM. Uh, and so it's in the middle of the prairies. Uh, <laughs> so he flies out, uh, with magical money. Um, I will mention that. So the one problem with this documentary from being like an automatic recommend is that he decided that like it's the audience would be really interested in his like love life. (laughs) And so there's like all this stuff with his girlfriend and like hanging out and it's like, who's filming this? Like, why are they like laying in bed and like who's film? Why are they filming this conversation that wouldn't happen unless there was a camera in the room? And they're like Mm -hmm. the worst type of like Berlin art hipster people. I know these people like, and they, they just like make me just go, Ugh. like you'd, you'd want to beat right. them up all the time because they're wearing fedoras and stupid little Aww. like old lady hats. They, they're, they're pretty goofball anyway, but the film actually yeah. is better than that, except for his taste in like, why did you leave this in? You should just cut it out. But then it wouldn't be an hour and a half. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so he flies out. He winds up getting to interview David Lynch, and David Lynch is all very enthusiastic, talking about transcendental meditation, doing mm-hmm. this hand thing, and then he's like, "Yeah, I think I want to join. I want to get into transcendental meditation. What do I have to do?" So he reads all the stuff. Oh, you have to show up to this building in Germany because, of course, there's a center uh, for a transcendental meditation, just like there is for any organization. Um, yeah. And they're like, "Oh yeah, you just show up with these flowers, this sort of like." cologne or perfume blah 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 oh and two thousand dollars because that's the that's the that's the sign up fee to go get your secret mantra given to you and get taught Mm -hmm. the secrets and so he shows up with his money cash cash only and uh yeah it's a bunch of like white guys in beige suits and uh they'll they'll tell you how things go it's very it's a very much a beige and white dress sort of thing going on so Um, like what you wear yeah, except yeah. absolutely, I don't think I own a single beige thing in my entire house. <laughs> yeah, Any, I don't buy that. Anywho. So, yeah. so it starts off like, wow, Transcend Meditation is like making my life better. All these film projects I've started doing are like starting to kick off and things are looking great. And then like he starts like kind of like he sees David Lynch again. And David's like, David. And he's like, oh, they're, <laughs> they're pals and everything's going to be swell. And mm-hmm. then... He's like almost becoming like the official videographer of the transcendental meditation in 2008. And he goes mm-hmm. to like a meeting because like uh, the Maharaj guy dies in 2008. And there's like a funeral and a new appointment of the new Maharaj, which is uh, grown out of the Rajas, the Rajis, I guess, who are guys Damn. who just who paid like a million dollars to get trained. Mm-hmm. So rich guys. Um and they got special training now and they got your money and mm-hmm. they're all like playing into it. They all wear gold crowns and like their clothes have now changed to white billowy things. David Lynch is at the funeral. He's wearing a white cloak and he's just hanging out. Um, <laughs> and then like they, he's felt like, so the other David, German David, he's filming this stuff and the, he's like, he starts like, Oh, there's like some like people arguing that this guy shouldn't become the Maharaj and stuff like that. And then they're Oh, stop recording. Oh, you can't use that footage in your documentary. Oh, by the way, we're going to need the final cut on your film that you're making and it's like oh that's interesting this movement about transparency and it's like all secret and it costs you two thousand dollars to join the club and uh oh we don't we need final say on this it all starts falling into place the way that you know organizations uh do yeah yep so anyway uh david lynch plays into this role as he kind of feels like a tom cruise if you will. What? Oh, like in not, the sense that like, like an action in, star. In, 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 and he's like a, uh, a spokesman and he's like a successful, like if you, I think, uh, Wikipedia refers to him as like America's greatest surrealist or something like that. So he's like a successful name, mm. creative person that they've like lassoed into this group. And he probably gets all the perks and doesn't really question this stuff. And he just has to show up and talk yeah. about something that's worked really well for him. Uh, there's a bit where mm. he starts up the David Lynch foundation, which is about getting transcendental, transcendental meditation into public schools and like start Ooh. teaching children about these techniques that will help cure all sorts of things. Um, see, I haven't even touched upon Yogi flyers. What is Yogi Flyers? Okay, so yoga. So the, there's an aspect of yoga in this, I guess. But yo, so yogis, practitioners of yoga, uh, apparently, if you get good enough at this and you become enlightened, you will be able to fly. Uh, 
So there's the whole thing oh, with like guys yeah, okay. with their legs crossed and they're doing like, they're basically just using their abs and their like quads yeah. to like pop some, themselves up in the air and they're just doing hops all around mats. Uh, well, apparently if you get enlightened, if you get proper woke, you will be able to fly. And then a bunch of yogis mm-hmm. will fly around and protect you know, Germany, which is one of the things they're trying to sell to the German people. Um, there'll be, Protect be, them from what? Exactly. And then they'll be, but they'll be invincible to it. And you'll have all these floating people flying all around. Um, and so this big fat piece of shit guy, who's a raw Raji, he, uh, he's a German dude. He's like at a college campus that David Lynch is at to like basically warm up the crowd and get them yeah. like juiced up for the, so people are going there to hear David Lynch. And then it's like, okay. oh, but here's the king of Germany, your Raji, and he's just this like fat pig of a dude. Like I like fuck this guy. I don't give a shit. This guy's like mm. awful human being, just garbage, taking money from people. And he starts mm-hmm. talking about like this shit. And there's like, of course, this woman. Like she, uh, uh, she's an academic, and she's like you're a charlatan. Like she has no time for this crap. And like, what do you mean? It's like what you're talking about is like protecting Germany and like making it like invincible. Like what are you talking about? Like Hitler tried to do this, and he makes and this fucking idiot makes some comment like, well, it's unfortunate uh, Adolf Hitler didn't succeed. I mean, he just didn't have transcendental meditation in his life, <laughs> and the crowd just like turns on him, obviously. And it's just like yeah. they won't. They the guys like can't even understand, or like he's like uh, really mortified that he's being filmed, and like all these people are just shitting on him. And David Lynch like, okay, I better jump in here and uh, steer the boat back on the course like this is so fucking bad like this is mm-hmm. like some crazy shit and they're, they're trying to get money to build like a tower of like invincibility in the middle at this like old like cia tower in west germany it's just ludicrous and it's like oh yeah of course of course it's a scam and there's like fucking guys named pandits that they're flying in from india to the middle of iowa at this like complex that's like fenced off and apparently they're just like sitting around in these like housing facilities like trying to like learn to levitate and there's like guys that try to escape and they're like immediately recaptured by the security at this thing it's just Mm -hmm. like all the classic check marks of organizations Jeez, uh, uh, so sounds spooky. It's it's not even spooky. It's just like oh, <laughs> uh, it's just like I start getting, I start yelling at my laptop because I was watching this on YouTube, but unfortunately, it's been taken off of YouTube. Like since like I watched it, which is really weird. They got to him. They got to him. But uh, so yeah, it was like interesting. Uh, if you ever thought oh. about maybe I should be a transcendental meditationist, and it's like no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Yeah. You can yeah, learn. I think you, I'm good. If you want to learn meditation, you can do that for free. Just like download a app, calm, stand, get it. You can do it. That, you do the Dallas Diamond Page meditation. That's workout. right. Yeah. 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 Work those calisthenics. Uh, so, yeah, that's my uh, bit of uh, uh, oh, poor, oh, David Lynch. How do I feel about you now? I feel the same. He's made some incredible movies. It's just his uh, choice sure of uh, spiritual organization is uh, exactly what they all are. Yeah. Well, a a sham. <laughs> a fucking sham. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched Twin Peaks, mm. as we do. Or should I? Because I feel like you want to save these Romeros for the end. Well, we can talk. We can do uh, Twin Peaks chatter first. Yeah. So I I watched Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. and you watched Twin Peaks. I did. Yes. As yeah, o- I thought, as it, always. As always, I thought it was a pretty uh, straightforward episode. Yep. Uh, some things are revealed, as you astutely pointed out long time ago that one guy has been confirmed Richard the Horn. grandson of Richard Horn yeah or is his name Richard Richard Horn yeah that's his yep. name 
Yeah, don't wear so, it out. Don't wear and, it out. And still no Audrey. Where the, where the fuck's Audrey, man? I, I I got to imagine they're saving her for something big. Where is when, Ed? Uh, and where's Ed? Evil Cooper comes. Yeah, I don't know where Ed is. Mm. But uh, yeah, it was a pretty straightforward episode. I, I pop pretty. Yeah, I pop pretty big with Nadine uh, in her uh, curtain store. Mm. Uh, when, when, can you define popped? Uh, I got excited. I went, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> like that. In, in my room, like in my living room, alone by myself, I said, out, I spoke out loud and went, oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Did you pop with the, all the James Belushi uh, in this episode? He was, oh, man. I, I think I remember uh, being like, Jim Belushi. Oh god, he's gonna be shit. Like, he's like everything I've seen. With well, you're him, just like, why is he in this? Well, yeah, I was like, oh fuck, he sucks. Like, I watched like, uh, oh, what's it called, uh, Red Heat with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. He sucks so bad in that movie. He's so lame. Uh, and like pretty well, he he embodies lame. But in this though, he's been really good because they kind of yep. like play up the fact that he's kind of like a sad bastard in some ways. Mm-hmm. But he's like, because uh, basically him and T Bag, uh, they're mm-hmm. they're basically playing the Fertitta brothers, which I think is like right. really funny. Um, and they're just like, and they're like weird uh, cocktail waitress goons. They're like one's like broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yep. So they've been great. I uh, know. Yeah, it's a very it was a very straightforward episode. Uh, it moved, it, pro- it progressed storylines uh, mm-hmm. quite a bit. Uh, we got we had a sex scene. I was going to say, how? what did you think of that Dougie sex scene? It's fine. Um, I think I didn't, I, someone else pointed out though, I think like when uh, uh, Dougie went in for his uh, medical examination, his chest was completely shaven. And then when they had their sex scene, he had a, a mat. Uh, nice. Chest, which I was like, ah, they because they, he didn't, he's whatever. Yeah. I, I like that. Movie, I like stuff like that. Movie magic. <laughs> right. So there's that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just like, uh, we got a surprise reappearance of Log Lady. Uh, which yeah. Which I was not expecting yeah. again. Uh, things are happening. Things are coming together. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we got yep. eight episodes to go, seven weeks or something like that. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's still, happening I, again. I, I still like it. Um, and then Twin Peaks. <laughs> that, yeah, baby, Twin Peaks. Why don't you? Do you want to start? Well, you can go ahead. To, uh, you can talk about. No, Twin you. Peaks. Th- this is your. This is your area. You. You lead. Okay. So uh, this episode was. I don't know. The, ever since the the controversial episode, the uh, got a light episode, whatever people will call it. Uh, I think the the show has kind of like gotten its trajectory of where it's going now. Because at first mm-hmm. people were kind of like, "What is this?" And it's like, "Not really." Where's all my characters? Where's it going, etc. Uh, the last three episodes, it seems to be like honing more and more in on where it's going. Um, yeah. And this new episode. Uh, was definitely getting into like I don't know. I felt very anxious watching this episode at times. Like you're, ah. I was like, oh god, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Oh god! And then like it, they they just kept uh, I don't know loading up imagery that uh, I, I I love in my David Lynch movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it opened up with a like the savagely beaten uh, large lady who uh, yeah. uh, survived her encounter with Richard Horn crawling th- through the woods. That was like, whoa, that's like, uh, that's some classic this, lynch. <laughs> yeah. This movie starts at about 100 miles an hour. And yeah. it, it just, I think it stays at that for most of it. Like, yeah. that's how yeah. I thought when it started. I was just like, mm-hmm. whoa. <laughs> yeah. Then you get yeah Shelly hanging onto the car mm-hmm. hood, uh, yeah. followed by bullets flying. 
followed mm-hmm. by God. What was the next crazy thing? Was it wasn't the traffic scene yet? Because that was about the only that was the point where it's like, oh, this the episode is slowing back down, and now we're getting a uh, double R scene. And, I think uh, the next was the uh, dirty bearded men scene with uh, oh, David on site. Oh fuck yeah! So yeah, yeah that that scene the, was. In, the ghosting, sneaking hobos. Oh, oh fuck, man, that was so awesome. That's like mm-hmm. that's everything I love about the Twin Peaks universe, right there. The, right. the that shit, the above the convenience store, the mm-hmm. the blue rose stuff. I love it, love it, love it, love it. And uh, this episode had some of that, and had some more uh, like brains imploding. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Poor Matthew, Shaggy. Sorry, Matthew Lillard. The yeah, co killer and scream and SLC. Shaggy. SLC Punk, all that, mm. all those classics. Uh, yeah, no. Then we had yes, the that's that whole bit um, with hobos and disappearing hobos. They're scary, yeah. very scary. Uh, and then mm-hmm. later on, David Lynch describes them as was it, uh, I, I quoted dirt, it. bearded, dirt, dirty men. I, I quoted it because it was one of the best lines I've ever heard in Twin Peaks. It was dirty, bearded men in a room. <laughs> And because he's like not talking and then he just says it. He's like yeah. dirty, bearded men in a room. I remember now. Yep. And you're just like, God damn it. Well, you we, also it get, we also get his reading. He's dead. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh so, so hard. Yeah. Like, you, you know how when you're by yourself and you see something funny, you don't you don't always like laugh out loud because, <laughs> you know, you're just by yourself. That one. I was like, <laughs> It gave me it gave me a good a good chuckling, down at the chuckle hut. Yeah, he's dead. You're like, God damn it, Dave! You know how to you know how to deliver comedy. Oh yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- then we had the diner scene. Oh and yes. Then we had a bullet flying, and then we had the traffic <laughs> the the traffic scene. That man. What Poor a, Bobby. What a moment! What a moment with a angry woman, uh, mm-hmm. behind the wheel honking and honking, and her passenger. That's such a that's such a Lynch character though. Like the woman, what she's like talking about getting home mm-hmm. and how she's acting. That's so very Lynchian. I know you love that term. Yeah. But that scene is fucking nuts, man. When uh, her passenger kind of rises up, you're just like, oh my god. And but Bobby, I feel bad for Bobby too because he just saw Shelly. She's getting picked up by random dudes, and he's well, just like, "It's not even just random dude. It's the I think it's the drug dealer. It's Richard. It's the ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah." But uh, that scene in, in general, I think, is really well done because when they're first at the diner, mm-hmm. there's so much color in that scene. Yeah, there's like pinks and greens and yellow, and it looks fucking awesome. And then it goes out to the really dark street, and then. It's I don't know. That's that's when he does his stuff the best, man. You you have that big colorful scene and then you go down into like the darkness with <laughs> the zombie girl and you're just like, What the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. It's good stuff, man. Yeah. And it's then the and then like the second half of the episode is just kind of like a lost episode of like a mix of breaking bad and casino. <laughs> yeah. With with Dougie. With Dougie and uh, your your buddies T Bag and Jim Belushi. That's right. Uh, and I thought yeah. that whole last like second half was like complete like change of pace, but I loved it. I thought it was so good. Uh, I I loved the payoff. I just loved where it went, and it's like yeah, it's all worked out just fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, and we're we're getting closer to the return. Oh yes, we the are. Re- 
with some damn fine pie, man. Mm-hmm. It's every little bit. First it was coffee, and then it was pie. He's he's almost there. Mm-hmm. It might take the whole series, but he'll get there. That's right. Um, yeah, I, this episode is super good. Uh, one thing I also want to talk about is Jim Belushi eats tries to eat a bowl of Raisin Bran Crunch. Mm-hmm. And I love that cereal, and it is unavailable in Canada, and I feel like that's a fucking outrage. So if you if you live where you can get Raisin Bran Crunch, live for me, <laughs> damn it. Because I can't get it up here, and I miss it. It's so good. You ever had Raisin Bran Crunch? No. Well, you suck. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this episode's wicked with uh, the ghost hobos and uh, the sky vortex. <laughs> and, and David Lynch reaching toward it. <laughs> Oh, God, it's so good. Dirty, <laughs> bearded men in our room. <laughs> yeah, it's a good show. Yeah. People should watch the show. Yeah. Oh, I thought there was a... I Before I had watched it, you would, I think you just texted me a thumbs up with Twin Peaks or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it must be a good episode if Jarrett's uh, letting me know. Um, I thought there was a uh, kind of a lost highway scene in this episode. I thought that's what you dug oh. when... Uh, Amy Seafried or whatever is shooting yeah. at that door and then it kind of goes on that cam across yeah. the hallway. I thought that was really lost highway E. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, I haven't seen that as much as you have, but mm. that was what I thought of immediately. I was like, hmm. Where the hell is this camera taking me? Yeah, that, that's a, yeah. an old... Uh, there's even like the old... Um, the intense... like um, The high tension music that they dropped in during the yeah. like, Men of Seafried episodes. Like, that's very like... Uh, early Twin Peaks. Uh, they haven't dropped yeah. those ones for a while, but it seemed like scenes involving like Leon doing so- or Leo doing something horrible to Shelley. So, yeah, history just repeats oh. itself. History repeats itself, man. Dave knows that. I was a. Uh, I was asked to ask you: Is the piano man at the end of any significance? That well, it's because... Ange- that's Angelo Benalmente. So that's the actual guy who's oh. done all the scores and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, longtime creep fan. We can say that, right? He yeah. he's listened to the episodes. I've heard you bring up his name before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So that was yeah. That was old okay. Angelo. He was also uh, his other cameo in David Lynch movies was he's like one of the evil conspirator Hollywood producers in Mulholland Drive. It's him and uh, Dan Hedaya. And he's the guy who like okay. orders like the. It's like he orders like the coffee and he like drinks it and spits it back up. It's like the such a strange thing. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's him. Which I didn't realize until I was like confirming if the piano player was Angelo, which I just, I'm like, okay. it's got to be. There's like no one else. It was, it's going to be so. I, I knew you would know, mm-hmm. and then it even had uh, your uh, your other theory about David that you put on the Instagram. If anyone's not following, they should mm-hmm. because Jarrett dropped some hot knowledge on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Had uh, one of uh, David Lynch's favorite things, and it, it was one of those lamps, oh. and it was flickering in that piano scene. Mm-hmm. There's always lamps. So, Watch for, for there's the There's always lamps. Lamps and bad things happening in beds. Yep. And uh, fat, large people <laughs> getting mad about stuff. Yeah. Oh, your buddy uh, Harry Dean Stanton had a pretty good show in this one too. Yeah. He he, he dropped in. Had the, the uh, police uh, mm-hmm. um, with his car. Whatever that's yeah, called. Yeah, his car phone. Yeah. Buzzing in yeah. when he needs to. Mm-hmm. Oh, so like I think like the guy I hope really dies horribly in the sh- uh, this season is Chad. He's oh the cop. Yeah, he. Oh, oh, that guy sucks. Yeah, he's like so bad. I he's he's mm-hmm. he's the Joffrey. <laughs> Actually, Chad, no. Yeah, I guess I, Richard Horn's more the Joffrey. This Chad's just like fuck. 
that guy is like, I hate this guy. Cause he's I know annoying. Because he's like people in real life. Yeah. Yeah, Chad sucks. Yeah. We all know a Chad we hate. Yeah, that's right. People yeah. named Chad. Mm-hmm. Especially so, those yeah. guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twin Peaks, good stuff. Yep. Did you, and did you did you watch the, the peaks? Oh, I did watch the peaks. So that was a real creep for me. I even took a couple notes. Oh, well, you can do just do your notes. Uh, my notes are incoherent, but I'm going to read them anyways. Yeah, they're well, they have vomit uh, all over them. No, I I kept my book away. Okay. I put uh, jerky, turkey jerky. That's oh, yeah. cool. Uh, and then I wrote. In quotes, keep your blood to yourself, which yeah. I thought was really funny. Yeah. When uh, Harry, Harry Dean, Dean. Stanton tells that guy, keep yeah. your blood to yourself. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, David Lynch's Trey Chic <laughs> sequence with the French girl was really funny. Yeah. And uh, then at the end, I thought it was great because there was Heineken. Yes. And it made me think Blue Velvet. That's right. Because I, I, I thought David Lynch did not like Heineken. What are you, what are you doing over there? I was moving my mic. Why yeah. did it pick up? Oh yeah. Well, it fell over for a second, so I had to fix it. <laughs> Why did it do that? I don't know, man. Gravity? Gravity. Yeah, you can't blame gravity yeah. for everything. Yeah. So don't. Yeah, I can. Yeah. So Why yeah. did I get old? The gravity. I don't know. So 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 yeah. Twin Peaks. Uh, Twin Peaks was good. Uh, it's interesting because this episode definitely, I think, uh, annoyed people. <laughs> Like just Why, like cause it was slow? yeah, because there's like these like dialogue scenes that di- they they weren't in a rush to go anywhere, mm-hmm. and uh, they just lots of shots of just people looking at one another without things being said, uh, trying the patience of the casual viewer even more so. I mean, like we're at twelve episodes at this point, people mm-hmm. should be probably pretty used to it. Um, someone pointed out that like when they, I think part of the problem is that people want to get to the stuff they want to see faster. And David, yeah. Mr. Mister Lynch, Dave, he's uh, teasing mm-hmm. those things out. And, yeah. then we're, and we're getting these conversations amongst people we don't know, or at least or there, there are people are having conversations about people we don't know. And I think some people are kind of like, what is this? And they're just, they're lost and frustrated. They don't know what to do with themselves. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, that's pretty well my excuse. I guess until I stop enjoying it, uh, I, I have no issue with it yeah it didn't bother me at all like like you said that's just kind of how he does things well i mean like yeah like as soon as they were at the scene with uh dave hanging out with his uh french bombshell lady and like mm-hmm. her like g- 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 leaving the whole process of that i knew that was coming yeah like and you knew it was going on and just david's face and just yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's e- it's yeah it's Sorry. very it's very good <laughs> mm-hmm. e- even like after when he's talking to miguel ferreira mm-hmm. and he's just like he's like albert and then it just the camera literally for like two minutes it just goes back and forth between them and they're not even saying anything mm-hmm. albert mm-hmm. yeah no uh i thought that was all wicked mm-hmm. you even get uh, a very short brief dougie scene yes the bet the best scene of catch you will ever see and of course it's funny because uh like when the episodes end it always starts off starring kyle mclaughlin <laughs> yeah. and he was in that episode yeah. for probably about 10 seconds yeah but it was it was a good ten seconds. Yeah. So yeah, this was kind of a slow episode, but you got a a classic line from Laura Dern. Mm-hmm. She's uh, she's ready to rock and roll. People mm-hmm. might know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then uh, you 
should be happy because you had the return of two original cast members. Two? But, yeah. Who wasn't, wasn't... Well, Audrey was. Who are you, who are well, you Audrey... What about... Uh, wasn't the old beef jerky lady? Isn't Sarah, that Laura Palmer? The, the, Sarah Palmer, yeah. But she was already... She yeah. already showed up once. When? For, uh, like, first episodes. She, it was just her really? watching... Yeah, she was just watching, uh, like, nature videos and drinking oh, okay. by herself. It was very brief. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, you're right. But this was, like, the first real scene that we saw with sad, with sad, destroyed Sarah Palmer. Man, like, when I, like mm-hmm. she's, like, kind of, like, one of the... Um, unrecognized characters of this of the sheer series for the most part because like her like mm-hmm. grief and like destruction like like all the horrible things that happened to her as far as like in the house and like her guilt and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh it's like so good um always like immediately when she shows up and like like you see women like her in real life that like oh, yeah. i don't know like she uh she's going to that place and playing like that rambling mm-hmm. person where you're really uncomfortable and you have like young kids trying to like chat with her and she's just like off staring at beef jerky beef jerky yeah it what is turkey jerky it's like beef jerky it's the same as beef jerky but it's turkey i see i like that i thought it was cool mm-hmm. yeah because i've done that at stores lots of times <laughs> the fuck is this vegan potatoes bro <laughs> i don't know but then uh, yeah it was a good episode uh it had some funny lunch things like I, I do i did think the scene with the french lady was pretty funny it's uh y- yeah you knew it was coming and uh mm-hmm. that's what it was gonna be yep yep yeah so, and then your your girl audrey came back she so did it's neat yeah and like yeah, it's all the all the things that we loved about Audrey. It's all gone mm-hmm. now. Her yep. per- precociousness, her inquisitiveness, her joy of life, and like excitement. Yep. It's all just gone. <laughs> like like well, it isn't all yeah. of us. I think uh, I think your theory is becoming more and more uh, real that uh, evil Coop, Mister C, may have had it gotten in there, and that's the the spawn oh. of evil. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's like the uh, the Antichrist. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. Because mm-hmm. even Ben Horn was like, you know, he never had a dad. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I, I think at this point, it's like, pre- like they've they've laid it on thick enough. Thick that enough. It's like, yeah, no, that, yeah. that's what happened. And it's like, oh, that's dark and horrible. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Yep. But at least Audrey met a nice man, the guy from Fringe. Yes, that guy. That guy, he's tired. I just can't leave. He's oh, it's, it's, it's kind of cold out there. <laughs> That's me every night. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, uh, I don't know. I just arm, don't want to leave your, the house. Your little arms. Yeah, I got. Well, I think they're regular size. I mean, they're not Billy Corgan length, but they're regular <laughs> size. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever hear that? No. That rumor, that old wives' tale in the '90s. <laughs> so there's a so Billy Corgan is the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. If anyone doesn't know, I assume you do if you listen to this. He, there was a music video for uh, Ava Adore, and in the video, it looks like his arms, like his hands, go past his knees. So there was this rumor going around that he had like gorilla-sized arms, like they were longer than his legs. You fucking Google a picture of Billy Corgan, and you can't. You don't tell me that he looks like he's got gorilla arms. He's got reach. He's got reach, man. He could have been in the NBA, but instead he decided to uh, NBA our hearts. 
watched our um, our traditional Twin Peaks yeah. roundup. Yeah, I don't think I have much to say about Twin Peaks this mm-hmm. week. Like, it was just like uh, another episode, maybe a little mm-hmm. slow, maybe not enough happened this time out. I was kind of like, oh, nothing yeah. happened this time out. Like, I, I want more. Other than we had the the return of Big Ed. Yeah, I thought you would have been excited for that. And oh, then the I, I episode was... ends in a really sad Big Ed moment. Well, he's, he's got, like, David Lynch hair, too. Like his haircut he is, did? yeah, yeah, he did. yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind, yeah. It's he's got a weird head. And there's like that. I think the highlight of that episode for me was the uh, bit with, um, oh, what's her name, uh, the waitress uh, who owns the double R. Uh, oh right, oh, yeah, God Norma. Norma, 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 talking with her like new boyfriend, who's like also the guy trying to talk about sales on pies and stuff. And mm-hmm. like, I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is how conversations between Showtime and David Lynch went. <laughs> <laughs> talking about uh, probably yeah. yeah and and just talking about like i gotta make the pie right you know you know people like our pie mm-hmm. and i've heard that from other people that when other places make the pie it's just not the same <laughs> it's a cost benefit analysis so i, I wonder if there's yeah. a little bit there uh, of that uh just, on display just not the same kind of pie man that's right only da- only david da- i think they want probably wanted to call it like david lynch's twin peaks or something like that i i i, uh-huh. I, I wouldn't surprise me in the least that's all i thought about during that scene yeah um, it's that it, not i didn't think that but when you talk about it it seems like that's definitely what happened yeah <laughs> yeah so that's pretty funny yeah uh what else and yeah just like more like weirdness with audrey's character like the i don't know the, the one thing that David Lynch has not been afraid of, I think, dropping into a show is just, like, the realities of, like, mental illness and, like, yeah. people being messed up. And you're, like, and you don't, and you're, it's confusing because it's, like, oh, here's a character you really care about and love and you haven't seen her for 27 years and now she's, mm-hmm. like, a, she's a mess and, like, she doesn't even know what's going on. She doesn't know what's going on. And that's, like, exactly how crippling mental illness can be. So... I think it's like kind of strange that he's dropping this into this his like strange, fascinating variety show that this yeah. uh, this series has been. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's always interesting. What he does, man. You know. But you know, you know what wasn't trash? Oh yeah, baby. This week's Twin Peaks. Oh fuck yeah. Man, that like I'd say like now I think in hindsight we can agree that the last couple of weeks of Twin Peaks have been kind of slow burns. They've been that, <laughs> I they, don't mind though. They've been like a little slow. They they haven't been the most eventful. We haven't had much to talk about. Uh but this episode, holy fuck. Mm-hmm. It's just dropping bombs, dropping bombs. They uh there was a major progression of the story. There was a lot of uh New things learned, mm-hmm. some surprises. Yeah. Um, I did just want to mention, I, I forgot to talk about it because we were going along last week. Uh, one thing I thought was really good in last week's episode was when uh, your buddy Tom Sizemore like, oh. regretted trying to poison him. Yeah. And he runs into the bathroom, he throws the coffee in the urinal, and then the cup in the that garbage, bad. and the guy the guy <laughs> at the other urinal is just like, that bad, huh? Yeah. I thought that was classic mm-hmm. Dave Lynch. Yep. Um, I'll let you get into the nitty-gritty things about this new episode, but there were two things that I thought were both fucking hilarious. I bet there uh, was. Okay, I, I maybe yeah. you, you probably got notes on them, Mike, but just like the general uh, scope of the episode. Yeah. Uh, so to begin with, where does it pick up with? So first of all, we get like the bombshell that like finally ties everything together, which is that uh, Janie, uh, mm-hmm. Naomi Watts's character, and who's married to the the dreaded Dougie, 
that everyone who yep. doesn't like this season complains about. Oh, well, they suck. Turns out that Janie, Janie is the half-sister to Diane. Oh, shit. Which was yeah, like, that was pretty cool. Which is like kind of awesome because uh, mm-hmm. David Lynch is like kind of weird like hang up with Laura Dern and Naomi Watts. He has like little nicknames for him. And it's like, oh, yeah. he has them as sisters in the show. It's like I never had ever thought that. And I'm really curious if somebody like out there had guessed it completely just like thinking out loud. And it's like, wow, like I did not yeah. see that coming at all. Uh, mm-hmm. And then and then the show just accelerates. Um, fucking Chad, that piece of shit. He, yeah. He, he gets thrown in fucking jail because he fucking sucks. And that was fantastic because I hate Chad. Mm-hmm. Um, but what else do we have? God damn. Then we have like the, the, the back to like the real old school Twin Peaks spookiness. Like we are in full on fire walk with me territory. Um, calling back mm-hmm. to like that, those first four episodes that like were blowing minds um, mm-hmm. before the 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 atomic bomb episode uh and yeah like we had you know naked women in the woods and disfigured women that speak out of speed out of time and uh uh andy is now like a uh tr- person that goes in between spaces and it's like holy crap <laughs> it's all coming together yeah. and uh yeah i don't mm-hmm. know man it, uh this was some a good good hour of tv um God, and, yep. then, and then the, the fucking, then Sarah Palmer. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. She was a fucking ghost face killer in it. Yeah, she, we found out like uh, where that thing went. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so that, that was rad. Um, yeah, I don't know. Good episode. Uh, I'm really good. It's, it's interesting because like I was, I think back to like the 14th episode of Twin Peaks, uh, was also like the big radical episode with, uh, the reveal of Leland back in the day. So this episode Mm -hmm. was like reveal, reveal, reveal. So I'm I'm having some high hopes for the next, like the the last, what are we on? Four. Four four episodes only. Damn. Yep. It sucks, man. It really sucks. But, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was a wicked good episode too. I, um, I really liked when Andy went into the lighthouse world Mm -hmm. and met, met the fireman. Yes. Uh, cause I thought Andy is the perfect character to, for that to happen to. Mm -hmm. I thought it was super cool. Yeah. Uh, the rubber glove or the gardening (laughs) glove kid. Yeah. That, that was also, uh, really fun to watch because it's like, yeah, that is a David Lynch thing. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I don't know if it'll pay off in the end. It doesn't matter if it does or not, yeah. but it was a cool thing to have in there. And Monica Bellucci. <laughs> oh, man, I love that. I think I think I'm on the same same wavelength as Dave. Uh, Monica Bellucci is a uh, pretty pretty Bellucci. Bellucci. She's a pretty sweet dame. Yep. So uh, that's pretty cool. Um, I, there were two things that I thought were fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when David Lynch <laughs> is like on the phone and then uh, he he like to calls um what's her face the uh, Twin Peaks sheriff lady yeah or uh, the secretary yep he calls her and he's like have you been there the whole time and she's like well not the whole time you know I went home and then we were on vacation <laughs> and then it cuts back to him and he's just fucking dead silent <laughs> for the longest time it's like 15 20 seconds mm-hmm. and he doesn't say a single word and then she's like okay well i'll pat you over yeah. like cuz the sheer like stupidity of what she said he's just like so shocked he can't even talk <laughs> i thought that was super funny he just doesn't entertain it at all <laughs> and no not at all and then in that very same scene when he calls the other fbi office mm-hmm. And oh. then uh, he's like, he's like, you need to find Dougie Jones. And he's like, okay. And then the guy hangs up and the other guy in the room's like, uh, he's like, there's nine Dougie or 
the main guy's like, there's nine Dougie Jones in uh, Vegas. The other guy goes, how are we supposed to find him? And then he totally fucking freaks out. He's like, Wilson, it is what we do. This is the FBI. Oh, yeah. He like fucking oh. loses it on that guy. Yeah, I thought that was so funny. Yeah, that 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 was definitely yeah. some uh, firewalk with me uh, shot shooting too, because like the weird angle that the camera was at and everything, and just yep. this like offbeat feel of the FBI stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, it was a good episode. Um, I don't know. No, yeah, no, it was good. Oh, I had um a uh, listener uh, ask me to ask you a question. Oh. Oh, actually, I just remembered too. I like that uh, there was an in, mem- in memory of David Bullion yeah. that made me all teary eyed at the end because yeah. I was like, I miss you, Dave. Because I bet he would have been in this. Oh yeah, well because he's, he's David he's, Robert Jones. Yeah, because uh, yeah, well Phil Philip uh, Jeffries, he's he's in the show, but yeah. unseen. Yeah, if he was still around, I bet he would have had a role in this somehow, uh, like some on screen time. But yeah. we'll never know. Uh, so my friend, uh, my friend Ryan, he is watching the show and he. Uh, he is into it just as much as we are. Yeah. And he was asking if we're if we're supposed to not know who Billy is still. Yes. Like when they have those conversations yes. about Billy, yes. Tina, and like Chuck. Yeah. He was like, "Did I miss something?" No. And I was like, "I don't think so." And then he asked. He said, "Is it possible that Audrey Horn is Tina?" And I was like, "I don't know." Mm. I said, "Maybe I'll ask. Maybe I'll ask Jared." I don't. <sighs> I think there's like it's like a weird backdrop thing of like missing people and like something weird violent happening. Like I think what's what could be happening is there's like off screen there's an off screen Twin Peaks storyline happening with characters that we mm-hmm. never get or never going to be introduced to. And okay. it's it's just got this I don't know. That's that's where I'm like we'll see. I mean everything's paid off so far in the show yep. in ways that you haven't expected and mm-hmm. uh I think just just go with it. But yeah, at this point, you, uh, you're not dumb. You're you're not supposed to know what's going on. That's like I, I, I've read a few different people's critics reviews and stuff like that, and people talking about the show, and they're like, yeah, this is kind of an odd gambit to be going with. Mm-hmm. Like some people are really kind of depressed that this is where Audrey is, and she's not the same yeah. spunky person that she was as a kid, and that's the character people love. And now she's just <laughs> this like destroyed like single mother who has to be married to this little troll man who is like devastated. But it's like that's all real stuff, and it's tough to watch. Yeah. And, like this is a harsh world, this Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, but I hadn't recognized those and or the no. characters either. And then when he brought it up, I was like, hmm, maybe Billy is evil Cooper because oh. they were talking about how Tina or like the girls talking about how her mom. Oh no, wait, that wouldn't work. Never mind. Yeah. Anyways, doesn't matter. I think what you said it would be cool, even even if it was characters that you never actually saw and it was just this side story that you just heard about. I think I would think that would be really cool, but I know other people probably wouldn't. So yeah. I well, I think like when this is all said and done and like it's all finished and people go back yep. and watch it again, it'll be like oh, <laughs> like things will snap mm-hmm. into place a little bit more. Um, there'll be like stuff that's right. like well, that doesn't make sense, or like maybe the pacing in this is a little bit off, but it's all very. Right intentional i mean like i don't know if uh, we're gonna ever see a payoff to the the sick child in the car um yeah i, I think that's just like more of like the fact that like twin peaks is going haywire as a community like because mm-hmm. the darkness is coming like we're having this like event that's happening yeah and like the power lines dead children and it's just like yeah it's a real bad mm-hmm. place to mm-hmm. be right now you got uh, that right yep but, but yeah super good episode So, hey, RJ, how about that Twin Peaks? Yeah, see, I watched Twin Peaks, too. I watched two episodes of Twin Peaks, baby. I watched last week's and this week's. Congratulations. So I got that double dose. 
Um, yeah, Peaks was super good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we we can talk about it openly if. Oh yeah, I I believe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Coop is back, so who who couldn't be any happier? Everything's coming to a head. Uh, that your buddy Richard or what's his name? Not Richard Horn, or was it? Her Audrey's or son. The son. Yeah, yeah, Richard Horn. Yeah, your uh, prophecy was true. Yeah. And uh, which I guess whatever. <laughs> Nobody cares that you were right. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then so he's dead. So mm-hmm. whatever. And then uh, we there were some big revelations about who is who, more doppelgangers, I suppose. Tulpas. Tulpas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got. Uh, what else did we get in this episode? There was two lines that I thought was really funny. Uh, when there's that shootout, and then uh, T Bag and Jim Belushi come out, and Jim Belushi's like, "What the fuck kind of neighborhood is this?" Uh, I thought that was really funny. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when Coop wakes up. And he's just like, pass me some of those sandwiches. I'm starving. <laughs> he, he's just, he 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 just comes right into it. Hey, yep. he's so smooth. He's so calm and collective. Uh, you know, it's good. What did you think? Oh yeah, the, the the last two episodes, as I mentioned last week, was the last episode was great. This episode was also great. Um, yeah, it's been really, it's on hot fire. Uh, and then the sad realization that there's just one more, one one big episode, that's, one big that's, one. That's two episodes uh, on this Sunday, mm-hmm. and then the Twin Peaks talk will end. Yep, maybe to some people's pleasure, maybe to some people's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not pleasure. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see. I guess we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, we had like the thing going on with Audrey, which is I guess that yeah she's in a coma. Maybe or she, I, maybe she's in the White Lodge. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. But well, I think it was once evil. It was kind of similar to Diane, right? Like once evil Coop did his thing, then uh, you know you weren't the same after. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was some like pretty uh, exquisite acting from Laura Dern this week too. Mm-hmm. Like her, like. Get receiving the text message like that was yeah. like just money that was, I was like because like I was like oh shit like because you realize you, he sends the message and you're like oh who's he sending it to and then when he, she gets it and you realize oh all ah and it's just like yeah, yeah. so good yeah so her uh, kind of send off I'm assuming at this point is was great mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. This show is dark, strange, and but we and we got the uh, I guess from last week's episode you hadn't watched it yet. You got the the amazing opening sequence with um, Norma and oh Ed, and Big Ed. Man, did you did that make you like feel good? Yeah. inside. Yeah, and like then, and then and then it was all like downhill, like from dark yeah. from a darkness depressing standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just remembered um, the end of that is awesome when that girl is just screaming on the floor. Yes. it's very eerie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just remembered, how could I forget? Uh, this week's episode had my main man Edward Vedder mm-hmm. from the Pearl Jam fame. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for him. I knew he was here. I knew he was gonna pop up. And I think they used him right. Yeah, and all was. I mean. All the music has been good. I've liked all of the music, so yeah, I was happy to see a familiar face. Did, did you for like, once? Did, did you enjoy James from a few weeks ago? Uh, what about James? Oh, when he was doing his song. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Did <laughs> when he was he had like the girl voice, right? Yeah, 
it was, it was an Adam it's, boat. It's, it's, it's a callback because that's that's the song that he did way back uh, in the in the original series. Yeah. And then it's like right before uh, we had that amazing sequence with Bob coming over the couches and stuff. Oh yeah. 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 There was a lot of callbacks in the last two episodes. Peaks. Yeah, that guy with the glove, super mm-hmm. punching people in the yep. face. Ooh, yeah. I've seen some people refer to him as like the the real Iron Fist. Because nice. it turns out everybody hates Iron Fist, and it seems like nobody's yeah. really all that crazy about the Defenders. <gasps> what a surprise. So when will they stop? Two two or three more? Uh, when or just never? Diminishing, when the diminishing returns kick in. Uh, I can't imagine. Yeah. Like, they'll continue making it, just probably do it just a lesser degree. And then maybe mm-hmm. they'll just stick to like the one show that actually is popular. But I don't they'll just yeah. They'll just do Daredevil or something. Yeah. Or Jessica Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, interesting. So yeah, Twin Peaks, uh, baby. So, uh, this past week, uh, mm-hmm. Twin Peaks: The Return wrapped up. Episodes mm-hmm. seventeen and eighteen aired on Sunday night. And uh, it seems like uh, a, a very small portion of the world is still watching at that point. Yeah. Uh, who is like the committed people who stuck it through, who couldn't say yes. no. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I watched it late that night after watching movies mm-hmm. like White Lightning and Gator. Um, and I thought it was pretty fantastic. Uh, it wasn't okay. at all what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, I guess, like a good thing, uh, ultimately. Um, right. But, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts and stuff like that okay. about it. But And we haven't really talked about it too, too much uh, on, Not at uh, all. on Messenger, uh, thoughts and feelings yeah. and whatnot. But, uh, mm-hmm. RJ, what did you think of uh, those last two episodes of Twin Peaks? And my second question will be, what did you think of The Return as a whole? Mm, I wasn't prepared to talk about this. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so I'm going to tell you a Twin Peaks story because yep. I got stories today. So I wanted to watch it on Sunday night also because, as you pointed out, there are a lot of buttheads on the Internet mm-hmm. who like to spoil things for people yep. because apparently they get off on making other people feel bad <laughs> or some or like spoil whatever. And uh, so I was like, I'm going to watch that fucker. I was like, there's no work tomorrow. It's Labor Day. I'm going to stay up late for once. Damn it. So I stayed up. And I threw that shit on, and about 20 minutes into episode 17, Andrea came downstairs. She's like, what are you watching? I was like, I'm watching Twin Peaks, baby. And I was eating some chips. She's like, okay, I'm not tired yet. I'm just going to stay up for like 20 minutes. And Andrea watched episode 17 of Twin Peaks with me, and she's like, this is a good show. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, I've was like, i I've been trying to get you to watch it for a while. She's like, you never brought this show up. Like, she knows that I've been watching it for like – the new stuff she was like she's like what uh, and i was like yeah i've been trying to get you to watch this show for a while i was like i think you would really like it she's like oh cool she's like we should watch this show so at that point jared it was it was it came down to this i could either watch episode 18 and finish it or me and her were gonna do a deep dive and go right into the pilot again and start over <laughs> but uh she caught me a mercy and she was like okay hey, you just finish it she's like well if you want to watch it again, we'll watch it sometime, like soon. And I was like, okay. So uh, episode 17 uh, got someone who has completely no <laughs> no history with David Lynch or Twin Peaks at all. 
And she was like, huh, this is pretty good. And it didn't actually like spoil too much. Like it doesn't, it didn't show kind of what happens, even though it does kind of go back to that fire walk with me stuff a little bit. So anyways, (laughs) I, I, uh, that was just my twin peaks story. I thought I would tell you. That's, Um, uh, that's like gotta be a, she's probably the only person that will ever happen to yeah. who, who will walk in on the second last episode of a television series. <laughs> that is also like the very nature of what Twin Peaks is and be like, Oh, yep. I should check this out. This seems pretty neat. Pretty neat. Yep. Yep. So uh, I thought that was, I was just like, huh, Kate is <laughs> pretty funny. Uh, so anyways, uh, I think episode 17 is super fucking good. Uh, they, it's kind of what you expect it to be. Coop comes back kind of like there's a save the day moment. Uh, you get your superhero iron fist. He's in there doing stuff. Uh, the secretary lady, I never remember her name. Is it Cindy? Lucy, Lucy, Lucy. She, she has a triumphant moment. Andy is there. All, all of them are back. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what you want. And then David Lynch is like, nope. And then Coop goes on this journey and you're just like, holy shit, what's happening? And then Jack Nance pops up for a minute and you're just like, oh my God, I missed Jack Nance. You're like, I wish he could have been in this. And then the story progresses and you're just like, I don't know about you, but I was just like, holy fuck. I was like, did they plan this out like 20 years ago or are they just that good at editing things together that uh, and like picking up where they left off that they they're just like, let's go do this. And like, just like, you know what I mean? Like how well things kind of went together. I was just like, this is nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, this changes everything, but it's what they planned all along. And seven episode 17 ends and you're just like, holy shit. You're like, what's going to happen next? And then episode 18 starts and big David Lynch pulls a fast one on you. And he says, and he does a very Lynchy thing. And he's like, this is exactly what would happen next. And you have this very slow and uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Deliberate like <laughs> episode. And uh, I, I liked it too. Um, I, I won't, I don't want to say that like I, w- I wasn't disappointed. I don't think it was like a lackluster thing or that he didn't tie up loose ends, mm-hmm. but I was a little, I, I wanted more, I think is all is like the only kind of like negative thing I could say about it is, and I think that's how most people felt, right? It was like episode 18 leaves you wanting more. You're like, what, you're like, what happened? Like we want to see what more of the characters were doing and all that. So I, I like episode 18 a lot too. I think there's some cool stuff and I'm going to think of, we're going to talk about theories as a whole, but uh, I, uh, it, it really left me wanting more of more twin peaks. And I hope that, uh, there is. I know Mark Frost is going to have another book come out in like a in month. In October. So uh, we'll, I, I've got we'll, that we'll check pre- that I've got, out. I've got that pre-ordered. There you go. So we'll we'll check that out. But no, yeah, it, uh, it definitely just left me wanting more, you know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but, absolutely. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's super fucking good. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think of where to go. With. Oh, yeah. So there... I think it's frustration is the word that comes to mind. Not disappointment, but there's definitely frustration because there was a, when you're watching that last episode and you realize the way that it's edited and the way it's paced Mm -hmm. and what, what they're showing you and what they're not showing you. And you're just like counting down because the whole thing has the whole show, the whole process of watching the show has been a lot of like awareness of time. And you're like, 
they've got this many hours to get everything figured out. They have this much time to do it and get this story resolved and this and this and this. And I think like the biggest one probably comes down to Audrey Horn's fate. I think yeah. there's like this idea that you're like, what's, what's, I wonder if they want to tie this into Audrey. Where's Audrey? Yeah. What's Audrey doing right now? Why, why are we in the car? Why, why are we, mm-hmm. why are we, why, where are we driving? Why are all these shots of them driving? Where are they going? Please, why, yeah. why is it always night? Why are we always driving with headlights down <laughs> roads in the dark? And where are they? Where are they going? What is this? Yeah. And like, you're just like, it's like this anxiety of like that. And I don't know. If it's like so much playing with audience expectations and being totally aware of what your audience is thinking and like how they're responding to the material, like are they mm-hmm. going to, or is it okay if your audience is not completely invested in what's happening on the screen because they're not getting what they want or yeah. because of like you're, you're building up this tension in what's happening and like you're mm-hmm. like the dread of like there's no time left. There's like, there's, this is it. Yeah. This is the inevitability of things. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's that feeling that I had watching that 18th, that last episode. That yeah. That's like my legitimate feeling watching it. And like every scene that takes longer, you're like, mm-hmm. well, couldn't they be doing this instead? Could, like, shouldn't they be showing like so-and-so and like what mm-hmm. happened to like so-and-so's daughter and what happened to Caleb in the woods and like all these things that like, they never, mm-hmm. they don't go back because it doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't mean anything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, it, it's, I mean, it kind of turns into like a sequel to Fire Walk With Me at the end of the day. Yeah, like, yeah, it does. And uh, like, um, it, it's like, it's the story of Agent Cooper. And like, I, I've been thinking about the show nonstop pretty well since it aired like obviously mm-hmm. maybe not non-stop that's uh, exaggerating but I've been thinking about it an awful lot like I went to bed thinking about it I even kind of yeah. dreamt about it a little bit I woke up thinking about it and then I started going to work and like going through the episode like and like finding screenshots mm-hmm. and then I even started back over again at the very beginning and just like going back to that first conversation that uh, Cooper has with the, the fireman the, the giant mm-hmm. and you get like the 430 number you get the mention of Richard and Linda and two birds yeah. with one stone you're like oh yeah like they knew exactly where they were going they weren't making it up as they went they had like a very like thoroughly thought out plot they weren't forgetting anything i mean who knows what was left on the cutting room floor what scenes we don't see or whatever like that's i mean this is all very deliberate um Mm -hmm. but i think like part of the thing that maybe people were not like i think Maybe this, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I think a lot of people maybe don't like that they now have presented Agent Cooper as a flawed person who doesn't always make the right decision, um, and yeah. and he's become like it was hubris, uh, and that and that's kind of what like happened, and that's what we got to watch was uh, Agent Cooper failing um, multiple yep. times, and uh, uh, we we're, I don't know like we're presented with like I think like one of the best endings I think of a TV show which is like some people would like they hate it like they absolutely yeah. fucking hate yeah. the end of it because they're never there's never going to be any answers at this point in time there is yeah. no fourth season forthcoming like mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's going to happen I don't think it's needed no. I think this yeah. like hit in a way that like is raw and more real uh because like i think the the frustration people had was so palatable mm-hmm. and uh like this was like a real like fucking 
knife to the face, knife to the emotional yeah. guts. Just like, oh, like when that ending hit and like the words starring Kyle McLaughlin pop up and you're just like, <laughs> fuck. Like, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I can't think of very many things I've watched where I was like so invested in something that mm-hmm. I don't know if I was like necessarily enjoying in the conventional way, like in a way where I was like, I'm really enjoying this driving down the road stuff, but like, yeah. cause it, it changes from that. Like, it's not just that it's like, that's exaggerating. But I mean, those, those mm-hmm. moments feel like an eternity because the show is also fully aware. They have to be fully aware that they're yeah. not giving you what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my feeling on that right. 18th episode. I mean, the 17th episode, I think it was very much like a continuation of like the previous two, which are like right. kind of more like, this is what people have always been wanting out of their twin exactly. peaks. And like, yeah, yeah. we get all our familiar faces, the reunions, which are all done very quickly, but we're still getting these great subtle moments of like, mm-hmm. of evil Coop being asked if he wants coffee. And he's like, no, mm-hmm. thanks. I'm good. And you're like, Jesus, like it's <laughs> like, Oh, like yeah. no one, he's totally evil. But Frank Truman mm-hmm. would never know that. Like, and, and yeah. I love was it, is it his line of like I'm I'm good? It's hilarious. It's like but it's so subtle yeah. and quick. Like it, you could miss so much because there's like so much going on because you're like you are fearing for the lives of everybody in the, the police station. Like you mm-hmm. like you're like oh god, this is the one guy they've set up for 17 episodes that like will kill without, without hesitation and he will yep. he will rape you. He will shoot you <laughs> in the head. Like he is mm-hmm. like he he has nothing to lose and he won't get caught because no one has caught him in, for 27 years. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh God, all our characters, even like Robert Forrester, who we've only known for this season, like we don't want anything bad to happen to anybody here. And yeah. it's like, it's so, it was great. Um, mm-hmm. even, even like uh, Bob, <laughs> the floating Ooh. blob. Oh Bob. yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and like we had the, uh, our last glimmer of hobos and shit. <laughs> I don't know. Like it, uh, mm-hmm. it, was, it was a strange ending. And then we had the wonderful image of just like, uh, uh, Kyle McLaughlin at opacity 50% over the preceding like fallout oh, yeah, of that yeah. and it's like and the, the music shift and the audio and you're like what the oh god what's going mm-hmm. on why are things not working out properly what, well, there's mm-hmm. something amiss things aren't our happy ending there are no happy endings what is this ah man yeah I'm Fe- with you man feelings you know I uh I think one of the big things is like what you said too, where there's a lot of people who were like actively mad about it and like, that's fine. But I think one of the biggest things too is when Twin Peaks aired before and like when most of David Lynch, like most of his stuff comes out, people usually like, there's a lot of people who don't like it at first. Right. And then in time it grows on them. And then like you, you learn more about it. Like all those people who are rewatching the whole series now, like that are going to do it right away. And they're going to tease out all these like super fine details that no one, no one caught. And you're going to realize like all, all these so much more that was put into it. And you're just going to be like, wow, these guys really did it. Hey, because I think one thing that you said too, is like, you're still thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think that's like more than anything, whether you like the ending or not. Yeah. I'm sure everyone who watched it the whole way through is still thinking about it. Yeah, I saw like some people mention. Uh, I think there's some uh, uh, accuracy to this. Is like I think with a show like this, like people seem to be having the show really close to their hearts, and so there's yeah. sort of like this like 
undeserved shared authorship that I think the audience mm-hmm. has with the show where they expect it to go in a particular direction and they have, they know what they want, wanted it, where they wanted yeah. it to go and everything like that. And then they didn't do those things. Mm-hmm. And See, that, yeah. and, and I think there's a bitterness there that yeah. is like what you're talking about too. Like mm-hmm. at least with this, like, I mean, there's, there's still people who like fucking go off about fire walk with me. Like when they announced yeah. that for criterion, people are like, they hate the movie. And I'm like, it, but it's his best movie. I'd argue like it, mm-hmm. it's really good. Um, but, and I mean, this show is a continuation of it, but those people are still watching. Like they were expecting something else. Yeah. And it's like, no, D- David Lynch has gone on this road like a long time ago and he just keeps going mm-hmm. down this path. And I mean, this is like, far more in line with what I want to see from him than Inland oh, Empire. Yeah. Um, Fuck yeah. And it's it's got a lot in common with like Mulholland Drive structure mm-hmm. because Mulholland Drive like introduces subplots and ideas that don't play out at all. Yep. And people seem to have forgotten this like completely. Um, like just yeah. like there's like the hitman and stuff like that. And like just like well, random stories in the back of like the restaurant and like there's yeah. stuff that never pays off and it's just there. And the show has stuff like that as well. Um, mm-hmm. but well, yeah. yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. Keep no, going. Yeah. no, um, but I don't know, uh, what you could be saying about this. So, I mean, it comes back to like what scenes are really important while watching this show. And like mm-hmm. the thing that people really started picking up on, and I saw people tweeting out and stuff like that, uh, as the show wrapped up was like the, 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 the dream stuff. Like the whole yes, idea, like the, yes, the Monica yes. Bellucci scene, that seems to be people yep. really like seem to be like, honing in on it because it kind of mm-hmm. helped make sense, I guess, of what was going on. This idea mm-hmm. that like the show, like, because like, I guess there's like this idea, of, like what is Twin Peaks? Is everything right. we've ever, like was Twin Peaks ever real? And that maybe is also mm-hmm. like the frustration thing because it introduces this uncomfortable idea that like in, like, where do we draw the line of what is like, um, real in our understanding of what the show we've been watching all these years like was mm-hmm. Twin Peaks ever real like was it like is there a real world where like the show that we watched in season two actually occurred and it's not yeah. until the new season where like it's opened up uh the world's opened up and we start realizing that there's perhaps different planes of like mm-hmm. realness uh or like if, if everything's a dream there's like there's legitimacy in each of those uh, but then even the one that we invest in is questionable mm-hmm. so i just don't know yeah yeah no yeah i i saw a few things like that too that i thought were really neat like uh a lot of like you said a lot of people were picking up on that monica baluki thing where it's like she's talking to david lynch it's not agent cole it's david lynch yeah. and it's just like he it's like he is the dreamer and it's like okay that's like that's a cool theory and then i saw um uh, comic writer Rick Remender or Remender. Yeah, he had he was detailing a, the a dream theory, pretty cool or pretty good um, about this all being Laura's dream, where it's just like it's her escape from like uh, being sexually abused like all the time, and it's like he actually he does a good job. If anyone's on Twitter, you should check it out because he makes a pretty compelling story about how like it's an escape world for her where it's like, yeah, an FBI, like the FBI would come in and it'd be the super agent. And then there's like a superhero with a green glove that like takes down the evil. And then, uh, like even the, the abuser, it's not really them. It's this grander evil doing it. And that's like the only way to rationalize the, uh, the horrible things that are happening to her Hmm. and stuff like that. I don't having watched which there there's some holes to that yeah but there's I, also like it's just the the reason i bring it up is it's 
these are the things that I've been thinking about all week where it's like I see all these new theories and stuff like that. And it's like, man, this is so cool because it's like when when ABC sh- or like when other shows air, like what you put on fucking Facebook, you're like, I'm not thinking about Game of Thrones anymore. Yeah. It's, well, no, it's you, like, you never did. Like no, no yeah. one, no one thought about Game of Thrones like the next day after oh zombie dragon and then like whoop-de-doo yeah. like you move on with your day and then it's like you don't, you don't think about other than like plot possibilities you're not like thinking about the show like in this really yeah. meaningful way um yeah so i mean i'll so one of the most interesting things for me has been like reading people's takes on it people who are like really well versed yeah. in david lynch too like people aren't just like I don't know. That was weird. <laughs> like people were like yeah, really yeah. like put there the was a lot of it. that, and it's really amazing how like no p- people all have very different takes on the ending. Like, and it's kind of like really. I'm like I didn't think about it like that, and I and I don't agree with them, but I find it fascinating that like there, there's now more possibilities with it. And I mean, right. like, it really comes down to like uh, I think I, I shared this. I saw other. I got this from other people too, posting it. The like the Jude thing. The, uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's like it's like and it's like totally introduced in like what the last episode, like the seventeenth episode, mm-hmm. at the very beginning of what a Jude is as an an evil entity that they've been talking yeah. about, and the Blue Rose thing is all about. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, and then it's translated to Judy, uh, or like just like uh, spoken as Judy. But then like Jude, uh, there's the Chinese word of Jude, which translates to to explain. And if anyone has ever watched mm-hmm. uh, a David Lynch interview. David Lynch is not a fan of explanations. Mm-hmm. Um, he thinks that they just they're uh, they terminate thought. They just like if you give make it too easy for your audience, you're not really doing your job. Um, and he's like always been against that. I mean, I went back into my yeah. Lynch on Lynch book and I was reading uh, the chapter on Twin Peaks and how they were basically forced to like resolve the who killed Laura Palmer mm-hmm. Laura Palmer story like when they did because. Yeah. That was like ABC's dictate that you have to do it this way. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mean, if it was just up to Lynch and Frost, they would have just probably kept going and going. Like who knows how long it would have taken. Like that to them was like not the most important thing about the show, Um, Mm -hmm. which is like, of course, hilarious because like, I mean, they got to do that this time too. And and this time they got to do whatever (laughs) they wanted. And this is like closer to what they probably, what David Lynch would have probably liked to started doing back in like the 90s. Um, rather than what he's always had to do. So this is like as uncompromised as he's going to get, uh, with the scale that he can work at and whether or not like doing it with twin peaks, this idea he's revisiting 27 years after the fact and like applying Mm -hmm. his new worldview to this show that like people hold in this like kind of like weird, like Ember state. But I mean, I don't know. It's like whatever. <laughs> it's, he, he, he did it. It's done. Yeah. And now he did to, it. And, and now he's reframed the show in this completely kind of like hostile, violent way. Because so I'll throw out my theory. Like my first, my first thoughts walking away from the show is that it was like a like, I don't know. The show was like this like really psychically violent attack on nostalgia. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So like it is like. David, like, so Agent Cooper becomes the audience, this sort of like right. d- this detective who's going to solve the case. And he's like, mm-hmm. thinks so highly of himself. Like, he's going to go back into the history of the show. And he literally goes back into like frames of the TV show to like, just like solve the, to solve it all and fix it all. And he fails. Mm-hmm. But some people say he succeeds. Like, but I've also read some people say that he succeeds and that he's created an yep. alternate universe, which I don't. 
I don't think the show is dealing with alternate universes. I think it's dealing with dreams. Like it's right. dealing with, yeah, like, yeah. it's just a different dream. Um, just to even like argue that specific point, the, the mm-hmm. bit with, um, when, when dark coop goes to the, the space in the, the spot in the forest and he gets sucked up into it and we get the beautiful, uh, PS two, uh, <laughs> graphics of yeah. the, like the cosmic space or whatever you want to call it, the the White Lodge, the satellite, whatever. We don't even know what it yeah, is yeah. with a giant floating head and like a room with like a bunch of like electrical conduit boxes that are very similar to the one that Philip Jeffrey is in. Um, mm-hmm. And then he gets like his, he gets caught in a cage and then he gets like transported to like this device, which is like a slideshow screen where you can go through different mm-hmm. spots and he gets deposited where he needs to be. And when he pops out, the lighting's completely different. Like it's all bright. Mm-hmm. Unlike every other scene you've seen with him lately where they've all been dark and overcast and him driving it along like power lines and alternate universes mm-hmm. and dream spaces and he's like what the hell like it's like it's almost like he's been snatched out from another space and transported to where he needs to be and and it's like i have no idea if there's anything to that but like his reaction to it was like surprise like he doesn't know what's Mm -hmm. going on either because he's also going around saying who's judy um yeah because like i guess that evil coop probably is uh unable to think of things non-laterally like he's Mm -hmm. only able to look at things as like uh, material things it's like who is this woman where is she and not yeah. his like ideas so that, that would be like his flock because he's like the evil side I guess which would be like in David Lynch's mind probably evil it's like a person who only thinks mm-hmm. in terms of material things and then anyway going back to this thing of like day of Agent Cooper he gets his opportunity uh, to mm-hmm. I don't know continue his life he could go back to Janie and live a life because um, he's, mm-hmm. he's saved the day but he's going to go one step further and uh, he's going to he's going to save Laura Palmer, who ostensibly back in the eighth episode is sort of like goodness deposited into the world. And it's not necessarily yeah. even Agent Cooper who's like made this decision because in the very first episode, he was basically sent on this mission. He's told these this number of 430, which is the distance he travels with um, – uh, Diane. Oh, the miles. Yeah, the yeah. miles. That's like how many miles. That's how he interprets it as. And you never know because in this, in the Twin Peaks universe, good is sort of powerless uh, yeah. to like communicate clearly, whereas evil gets to act very directly and is very effective in the world, just like mm-hmm. in real life. And good is sort of like they have to speak backwards and in code and in vagueness mm-hmm. and in visuals. It's like it's, it's not easy to be good. Um, and so hit him and Diane hit the road uh, and they drive out to the spot that the show all started back at. Cause that's when it's like mm-hmm. basically the same area where evil coop crashes his car when, um, yep. when Dale tries yep. to jump out of the curtain and he gets waylaid by evil arm, mm-hmm. <laughs> evil arm tree. <laughs> um, and uh, they show up and then uh, he, they cross over into something. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, at what point when he came out of the curtain after saving the day or like or like like taking Laura aside through the woods and then she gets taken away by this this giant scream and then the universe kind of like exists where Laura Palmer's been saved, but maybe not. Yeah. They, they now have to go back out into the Twin Peaks world, drive a certain distance, and then he's like, mm-hmm. I don't know what happens after this. It's left all very vague. We don't know what that meant when he drove through this, mm-hmm. except that, um, 
I don't know, the characters sort of changed their manner of speaking. Yeah. Uh, like, like, uh, Kyle McLaughlin is kind of talking like evil Coop does in that slow mm-hmm. mannered manner way of speaking that he has. And they get a hotel room and then it just kind of continues forward mm-hmm. with doppelgangers again. And, um, uh, weird menacing cowboys in diners um and then and a woman who looks just like laura palmer in a house with a dead man (laughs) and Mm -hmm. uh they decided to take a trip back and we don't know where they are except that it seems like it's a world that resembles our own more so than it does a the twin peaks universe that the 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 double r diner is actually the what the location is in the real city that the show was shot on and mm-hmm. it's and it's closed even though it's a 24 hour huh? diner so in this, in, mm-hmm. in our world or whatever you want to call it it's closed and they go to the house yeah. and the house is owned by the woman who actually owns the house in real life now playing oh. yeah is it, so okay is that what that was i well no because her name's different like because she is not yeah. mrs uh chalmont or or chaffmont yeah um and then that because that's a reference back to the old lady uh mm-hmm. in the original series that also there was like duplicity at work uh yeah but yeah no that that woman uh is the actual owner of the house right now hmm. and it's a failure the mission fails and then there's that just long lingering shot and it's really uh when i was going back through watching it when they, the very beginning of the 18th episode with dougie going back home there's no yeah, like yeah. The, the editing of it is like done in one shot and they're all in they're, they're all shared in one shot uh naomi mm-hmm. watt and Colin mclaughlin and sunny jim they're all in one shot together and they're together yeah. as a family and they're home and the last thing we see is like all the shots of like the, the them talking to one another it's all oppositional shooting it's like it's really great filmmaking because you don't notice it till you mm. slow it down and go back through it. But like everything is like again, you never see them, you never see the house, and you never see Kyle yeah. and Laura Palmer uh, together in the same shot mm-hmm. as the house. They're always against it. Like they're not allowed in the house and they're le- left out of it. And it's like very oh, similar okay. to the Sarah Palmer uh, scene with the uh, uh, hawk from a few yeah. episodes earlier. Yeah. Oh, and so I don't know this whole idea I have of like this, like the show is like a, like David Lynch's like issue with fandom. Maybe it's just yeah. like the scene when like he saves Kyle McLaughlin or Agent Cooper saves the day, and there's like mm-hmm. that really intense, crazy scene with uh, uh, Sarah Palmer like attacking the photograph and like just oh, yeah, just, yeah. just yeah. attacking it over and over and over again. And I was like, man, that's like weird. And then I was thinking back to like when um, Leland Palmer smashes the television at the very beginning of uh, Fire Walk With Me. It's sort of this like kind of cutting the core to like television as the means of yeah. like delivering Twin Peaks. Now it's a movie. Um, <laughs> and now we have like yeah. Sarah Palmer, who's like kind of like the other side of that family dynamic of like, oh, yeah, yeah I know I, my husband was raping my daughter for years. I knew about it. And now she's like also the person that's destroying the actual key image of Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. the photo of Laura Palmer. Yeah. And there's like the the fact there's no answers and there's this failure and there's screaming and pain. It's just like, <laughs> ah, so effective. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's a good show. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, I think you made some good points, man. I don't know. I don't have much to add, but uh, I really dug it, and I look forward to. <laughs> I look forward to watching it again, and maybe I'll I'll be able to pull some more out of it because I've only ever seen it once through. 
And now so, you and Andrea will watch it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, yeah, I, uh, I think you're on to something there, Duncan. Yeah, maybe. I think you got some hot takes. Oh, they're, they're smoking hot. Smoking hot. One thing I learned that I had absolutely no idea about, though, was uh, so Mark Frost, co-creator of Twin Peaks, his father is Warren Frost, who is uh, Dr. Uh, oh, God, what's her name? Donna. Donna's father, Warren Frost, the actor, who's also like Susan's dad in Seinfeld. That actor who died, oh. who we saw very briefly on the yeah. uh, on Skype uh, this yeah, season. Yeah. That's actually Mark Frost's dad. I had no idea that that, that was his Aww. dad, his actor dad, who died. Hmm. Yeah. Well, well, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, what a what a weird, wacky experience we've had mm. the last uh, eighteen or sixteen weeks or whatever right. it has been. Four months of peaks, yeah. and now it's wrapping up here. <laughs> um, well, one, one thing that's funny is uh, well now it's just going to be left to like people who are like really into David Lynch and on right. uh, internet podcasts and blogs yeah. writing their theories down mapping out yep. visual cues and things like that which is all kind of like just goes back to the maybe the contempt that David Lynch holds mm-hmm. fans of this stuff up even though I'm sure he's not taking he's not turning away that sweet marketing money because there's so much merch now all your oh, all Funko your like Pops. your Funko Pops and garbage yeah yeah you can get your yep. Bob you'll get your fucking rapist murderer <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking pop final yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's great <laughs> yeah isn't that what every kid wants on their dresser is a, a Bob right next mm-hmm. to the body of Laura Palmer and a you know, log lady, all your favorites. Yeah, she died of cancer. Get her on your desk. <laughs> Where she'll live right, forever. Right with your Carrie Fisher. <laughs> uh, yeah, and your Toby Hooper. Where's my uh, Woody Allen and Roman Polanski pop vinyls? Am I right? <sighs> I wish I had a cricket sound bite <laughs> that I could play. That'd be fun. Uh, um. Man, there's something else I was going to mention out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, David Lynch uh, website on our Facebook group, they've been promoting, like, he's going to be doing, like, a open, like, Q&A at, for uh, oh. Transcendental Meditation. And uh, all the comments are just, are people, like, mad? <laughs> what did the end of Twin Peaks mean? Yeah, that's all it's going to be. And he'll be like, it's about mystery. <laughs> like, it'll be the same. We shit. are the dreamer. Yeah. It's all there if you look closely enough. Do you think he just says that so people like go back and look at it, even though he's just like, yeah, a lot of this doesn't make sense, but that's the point. Yeah, I'd be, I don't know. Like when you read Lynch on Lynch, he's pretty straightforward with stuff in his anecdotes. He just doesn't talk about, he doesn't want to talk about meaning and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. We'll see when that Blu-ray comes out. Maybe it's got some of those sweet (laughs) special features. Um, Maybe it'll Mm -hmm. just be like, he'll have like no chapter stops and it'll just be one 18 hour movie that you have to watch in one sitting from ever on ever. (laughs) I'd be into that. That'd be no, fun. No, my, like, I, um, there, I mean, it wasn't without faults, but I mean, I would, like, yeah. love, uh, Mary Sweeney, his ex wife, uh, former mm-hmm. editor, to go through it and, uh, tighten it up into, like, probably the best thing he's ever made. Cause I think it might be in yeah. there. If you take it up there. Yeah. Like I said before, like I think like when you watch Missing Pieces, it's like all stuff that's like, oh, it's neat to watch, but mm-hmm. it's not necessary either. Cause he made, like, firewalk with me and i think yeah. you could probably do the same thing again and this essentially would just be like a movie it would be like a very long movie like uh fanny and alexander yeah. length but uh and it would be like a fantastic like 
experience to do it something like that like i don't know you'd probably lose that eighth episode in some way or maybe it would just be in the middle right dumped in the middle yeah right in the middle yeah. it'd be it'd be a nice little uh breather oh okay so i think the big one though for me for mysteries is like so who's the girl who had the bug crawled into her mouth of Who's the girl who had the bug crawled into her, her mouth? mouth? Yeah. Who are the people at the bar that are talking about all the weird shit that's going on? What happened to uh, bo- um, what's her face? The waitress's daughter's boyfriend yeah. out in the woods. Well, he, he, he's dead, I guess, and that's fine. Yeah. Ben Horn's naked in like a jail cell somewhere. Yeah. Uh, that's all who, fun. Who was the guard dog in the jail? Who made the orangutan sounds? Oh, he was, like, ah. he, he was there. He had the drip, droopy face. He, he served his purpose. What happened to the zombie girl that rose up out of the car? The spookiest um, image in all of Twin Peaks. Well, it's definitely one of the most iconic moments from the series. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so much, so much fun we had. So much. There were so many memories. Those like, or like the like fact that uh, Sarah Palmer is still like, I guess, a possessed by. The, the the black entity that just the murders. static man static monster that kills you dead and slices yeah. and dices and eats your throat out yeah that like maybe it's out there maybe it's not um see the thing it goes back to is I think with, with uh, again with uh, agent Cooper as a flawed man uh yeah. back in the original series uh Audrey Horn was left to her own devices at one night jacks until he he happened uh, to remember that she was gone and look under his bed. He kind of was like, he was very myopically focused on the case and like was avoiding yeah. not, he was like recovering from being shot and whatnot, but he forgot about Audrey there too. Everyone forgets about Audrey. Audrey's a lot in life in wherever yeah. she is in an insane asylum, in a hospital, in a coma, who knows the mystery lives on and it gives people speculation. Mm-hmm. It's just frustrating, right? Uh, hey, yeah. RJ, any, any news? <laughs> Fuck no. Very quickly, uh, I, so uh, I would recommend people who uh, still like Twin Peaks, The Return, yeah. uh, to check out episodes 17 and 18, the last two episodes, but watch them in sync at the same time. Um, I, I, some guy posted this like article and like this like whole theory about like, there's the whole thing in the show about two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, Hey, maybe they meant you have to watch the last two episodes at the same time. And it's like, what a weird idea. And so, uh, I read this guy's like kind of review slash theory of like what that, ch- how it changes the narrative, etc. And I was like, okay, you know what? I can do that on my laptop. So I did. And uh, mm-hmm. I found it incredibly fascinating because it, hmm. I think it like maybe doesn't change things completely, but I think it explains things really well. Um, yeah. It explains what was going on the whole time. Uh, and you mm-hmm. can, and you realize like, why David Lynch was like working on this for like three years and like editing it for years and like getting things just yeah. right. And you're like, Oh wow, this thing is actually, it doesn't work. It's not a hundred percent, but it's like pretty accurate. And I think the big thing will be is like when this comes out on Blu-ray, if there's a two birds with one stone like feature, which lets you watch the last two episodes in sync and lets you uh, hone in on some stuff that like you just don't catch uh, on the first viewing anyway. And then you watch them back mm-hmm. like side by side and you go, Oh, they're completely interacting right now. And it's actually kind of, it's a happier ending. It's a more satisfying ending. It explains mm-hmm. why we don't see Audrey Horn 
like what, what happens to her because it turns out it doesn't matter because they did save the day. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. At the same time, part of my mind's like, well, yeah, but David Lynch didn't edit it that way. And you could watch the show exactly how it's laid out. And it's like, you get the ending you get and it's really depressing. Yeah. And he obviously wants that to be the real version and not this kind of gimmick thing, but right. it's interesting nonetheless. And it's like, huh. And like, I mean, I was, I've been listening to some podcasts like where they actually did their review of it. And like, there's stuff mm-hmm. that they mentioned that I completely missed and then there's stuff that they're talking about where I'm like no no you guys got it wrong it's this way and it's just like it's so fascinating to me how like tons of people can just like pull so much out of the show and there's so much there and you know like everything was a decision and it's like uh, everything's intentional and also completely left to your own devices and it just like it, it, it just continues on in its own life um, and right. yeah it's like at this point I think it's going to be my like best film of the year like I there's, nice. like, there's like nothing that's going to come close to Twin Peaks. I don't think in the remaining mm-hmm. four months. Uh, but you know, come on, rest of movies coming out. Please impress me more than this 18 hour thing. <laughs> Anna, Annabelle too. Yeah. Annabelle creation or was it what yeah. it's called? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Uh, nice. so that, that's, that's, cool. that, that's a recommendation viewing thing I did. Mm-hmm.